possibly the world's greatest radio station. You're listening to the worldwide legend with a million dollars worth of hits from the Steve Nomer Hey Baby Studio. Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's got the four. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923. And enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Yes, Robert, there is a Santa Claus. Um, you got your wish. <laughs> Commercial free. All the way, baby. All, All the way, way tonight. All the know. way. We might be sponsored by DraftKings, and we just don't know it or something. They're sponsoring <laughs> yeah. everything nowadays. Yeah. We're working anyway, on that sponsorship. Okay, yeah. so this is show number 134. It's March 9th, 2021. And uh, we are here, and uh, we're going to go through and uh, introduce, of course, the panel. And we're going to talk about, uh, before that, I'll do the uh, death list. I'm, I'm Chris, by the way, because I didn't get introduced. Either. No commercials, no introductions. That's, that's what we like. But anyway, that's all right. Uh, anyhow, so uh, first, uh, our agenda is going to be we're going to start with baseball. Then we're going to do college together. We're going to do some, there's a college football story, and then talk about the uh, March Madness is a bit underway. And of course, the uh, selection Sunday is this coming Sunday. So we'll talk about uh, that, how the conferences look, how the tournaments are going to be telecast and where you can hear them and see them and all that, if we can figure that out. And we have a weird college basketball story from the other day. Yes, we do. That's right. We'll talk about that and say, this is how not to handle this situation on the Missouri Valley. This is not what you want to do. Uh, They messed it up. Everything they could do, they did wrong. So anyway, (laughs) so we're going to do that. Then we'll go to the NFL. Then we'll go to the... uh, NBA and the NHL, and uh, uh, let's see. I guess first we'll do our go through the death list that we have. We have a few. I don't think we have any big stars. Maybe the biggest one is the first one. Joe Altabelli, uh, 88 years old, won the World Series for the Orioles in '83 uh, with the Orioles in '83 as the manager. And of course, he was a player briefly and a coach and a manager around baseball. We'll go through that. Mo Forte, 73, college football coach and a pro assistant coach. Uh, John Mendenhall the, for the Giants oh. in Detroit. Yeah, see, we, we like to, because Rick doesn't, uh, he, 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 this is one reason, it's easier now that he can be on the show. He doesn't have to remember to tune in. So this is good. And then he hears these deaths. And he goes, ah, John Mendenhall, yeah, from the yeah, Giants. I didn't think anybody was dying until I got on the show. <laughs> 70, <laughs> 72 years old and uh, defensive tackle. Then we have uh, Larry Wall, 67 years old, media director for the Yankees and the Orange Bowl and a lot of other stuff. Very interesting career, actually. I was kind of interested in that. Walter Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky's father at 82 years old. Um, Chris Schultz, 61, offensive lineman for Dallas and the Toronto Argonauts. And then let's see uh, let's see a couple more over here uh, that I got the last. Oh, Mark Pavlich, 63, the center for the 
uh, from Minnesota Duluth, and then he was on the Olympic team. You know what's amazing? There's, he's only the second guy from that Olympic team who has died, and now 63. I'm not saying that's old. Then they were in their, you know, they were in their early to mid 60s now. But that's great. I mean, the, look at the Red Sox, Rick. The 67 yeah. Red Sox. They were dropping. Right. They've been dropping like flies. You know, yeah. by the time they hit those ages, I, I, we must have lost five to ten of them. So, yeah. you know, it's amazing. So they're, they're doing well in that. Matt Pavlich, I mean, I knew I would do that. Matt, Mark Pavlich, no relation apparently to uh, uh, Matt Pavlich, who was the uh, the, line, the linesman. And uh, Ray now, Cormier, 53 Ray, years Ray old. Ray Cormier, yes. Cormier, yeah. Started for the Red Sox. Uh, well, for the he was a starter and then became a reliever after an injury. That's basically how that works. So that's, those are the deaths we're going to be discussing at the end of the show. But first, I just uh, we're going to start, and as I say, I'm Chris, and um, we're going to have some nice warm weather the next couple of days. Rick, of course, is here too. Rick Swan, and he's our number two hitter here as we go through, we set up our lineup. And um, the two things I wanted to talk about are two anniversaries. Uh, yesterday was the 50th anniversary of the Muhammad Ali-Joe Frazier fight. And I just remember it was like it polarized the country. You know, it, it, I think it's the biggest fight of the century, you know, uh, because it polarized the country. If you were for the war, you wanted Frazier, the patriot, to win. If you were against the war, you wanted Muhammad Ali, the conscientious objector, to win. You know, it was like uh, both gold medal Olympians, you know, like Frazier, I think, in 64, Ali in uh, 60. And, you know, that's fine. But then, of course, uh, Ali had changed his name and gone, uh, you know, been a conscientious objector. So that was a real thing and it had they we couldn't get a radio blow by blow for that there was mutual coverage round by round but they would only send them like a 50 to 100 word i forget uh thing from from each from the round and that's all you could get and stuff. That, so that, uh, there was an article in, there was an article in the paper about that this week uh uh chris the promoters uh wanted to deny the uh uh radio network's coverage but uh new new zealand uh uh, paid for an English language uh, coverage, and Tim Ryan actually ended up doing the blow by blow. And Armed Forces got to pick that up. So, oh, good. If good, you huh? had if you had Armed Forces radio back then, you well, did actually get to hear the radio. I think blow-by-blow. I didn't even look because uh, I don't think I knew about that, and I didn't look, and I could have because I had shortwave, but I didn't realize that was happening. Nowadays. That wouldn't do any good because you could ask, hey, Miss A, play uh, such and such. And right. And what's really neat is, like I said, after, oh, around at 6 o'clock Eastern on Sunday after the basketball game, they did, they showed it and they did a round-by-round uh, analysis of it. After each round, they came back to the studio and they talked about, you know, they went through the whole history, the buildup of Ollie oh, yeah. Frazier and Ollie and the whole, you know, the draft situation coming yeah. back and then Frazier, they... They covered all that, and they and they would play around. Then they'd come back and you know talk about that, that round and the momentum and just everything well, they had. At least in the half of the century that I was alive for that century, it was the fight of the century. I mean, it was the yeah. biggest. Oh, you know, they yeah. were. I remember they spent well, time and they usually didn't do it on on. Like I remember the next day, I was listening to the Red Sox game, and they were talking about it for like an inning. You know, people didn't do things like that back in those days. No, well, they still refer to it as the fight of the century on yep. the epi- on the show this Sunday. Yeah, it, no, everybody, everybody that either seen it or they talks about it, that's the way they refer to it. As. I and never the forget other, it. The other anniversary. I, hold on, hold on, guys. I think Bill was trying to. I say was something. just going to say I would never forget it, and all the links we went to just to listen to those word descriptions. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, the, the other thing I wanted to bring up is the other anniversary that's coming up, of course, on Thursday. And 
uh, it'll be really kind of remind you of it tomorrow because that was on a Wednesday and it's March 11th and it's the day that we really realized that this was a pandemic and was going to change things. I guess they had minimal things. I mean, they were were talking today um, on the Red Sox game. Uh, Rod Bradford and and, uh, Lou, uh, yeah, Lou, sure, Will Fleming were doing the game. And they had been together, and it was at the same park, at the Tampa Bay Park. They had been together that night doing the Red Sox game. And, of course, when they started, everybody knew about the pandemic for the last week or so. You know, the, the virus is getting big, and people knew that, but they didn't realize how serious. By the end of the game, they spent the whole game talking about the virus because at 9 o'clock, Trump made his speech, and then um, uh, uh, Tom Hanks was diagnosed, Rudy Gobert, and then the NBA yep. shut down by, like, quarter mm-hmm. of 10. Yep. So within 45 well, no, minutes, well, the NBA world finished. Team. They finished. They finished their other games that night. They shut down that yeah. one game, but they finished. No, there were a couple games other, they shut down. No, they game. they did not. They did not finish all the games because Sacramento was supposed That's to play right. the Pelicans, okay. and they didn't play that game. And then the right. next day, the next day is where it really happened. We saw the conference tournaments, and the remember they were having the players championship, and they they tried to play the first round on Thursday, but NASCAR everybody Thursday the twelfth or well, which the, will be this Friday. Well, the NBA announced it was shutting down on on Wednesday night. The NHL announced it by noon on Thursday. Then we had the games with no fans, like the Big East game with St. John's and uh, DePaul. Well, that was the DePaul. only conference no, game. No, it, no, it was Thursday. Creighton and uh, Creighton. It was and St. Creighton. John's. Yeah. That, yeah. They played the first half of the game and then yeah. they stopped it. Yes, that was did. the only conference tournament that took place because the Big Twelve they were warming up on the floor. And it got, you know, they said, okay, we're done. And that's when it all, that whole day was just. And then bam, baseball, bam, this they stuff. had at least the Tigers and Twins played. And they, they were told to leave the field about one thirty, two o'clock in the afternoon. They'd played a couple, three innings, and they left the field. MLB hadn't decided yet. But the NBA decided by, like, 10 o'clock that night, they closed down the whole thing. So. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so that those are two anniversaries that uh, no one is going to soon forget. So, Rick, what do you got going? Well, I, I was just kind of thinking of this thing along with what you were saying, the one-year anniversary, because I was watching the local news tonight, and they were saying one year ago tonight we had 41 cases in the state of Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah, it went, it went downhill pretty quick. But on the bright side, I mean, right now we we got some good spring weather this week, and we're heading for a busy week in the I mean, in college basketball and the NFL, and I'm psyched. So. Oh. Yep. On to you, Perry. Yeah, and you know what? I love college basketball. This is my time of year. I, I'm, I'm a college fan, and I love the NFL and and, and baseball. But man, when the, this time of year, there is no, especially the first two days of that NCAA tournament. Man, there's there's no better event, and people mm-hmm. love it. It's going to be a little bit different this year, though, because Friday and Saturday are going to be the first rounds, not Thursday and Friday. So going to be a yeah. little bit different this year, but I love college basketball. And this well, is the worry, time the employers year. don't get a break because they instead of the Thursday and Friday where they lose all this uh, productivity, it's going to be Friday and Monday. Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of it's going to be Monday evening, though. I think those games are going to have it. No, they're going to have a whole. They have to. No, they can't have do to have some day. during the day. They will. Well, no, because it'll be around the thirty-two, and if it'll be down the and the way they've done it on Saturday and Sunday. Remember, CBS had those always has those two standalone games. Then the other games have been in the evening, starting at like 
4 Eastern, 5 Eastern, and six, or 5 right, Eastern, 6 Right, Eastern, but they're still going to test something during the day because you, you you wouldn't have enough channels to do them all in the evening. Well, they ha- they'll have all four channels. They'll have true, They'll get true TV yeah, back. But in, in other words, what he's, saying, what he's saying, Sean, is there's twice as many games as they have on Saturday and Sunday normally because they're in the, the next round. So then they have... Well, no, I'm not talking about Saturday. I'm talking Sunday and Monday. Sunday and no, Monday no, are the Sunday normal and Saturday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah Guys, that's right. But what I'm first of all, they set up the schedule for Sundays for... for to get into around 60 minutes and do some other things. I don't know that they're going to spread anything out. I think they're just going to go. I think they're just going to go yeah. and do it. But we'll see how, uh, they, Bill, what's how up? they set it up. Oh, well, let's see. Just keeping kind of busy. A lot of medical things. Finally found out today when surgery is going to be and going to get that over with. I got a built-in excuse for missing the NCAA. <laughs> That's not good. But... The doctor says, maybe in four or five hours, I'll be coherent, and I'll have my phone and my radio, so Good. I'll be listening. Whatever. And I'm, right. These guys are on a run all by themselves tonight. I'm getting ready to step away to take care of a couple things, so these real, guys real, are going to... Real quick, Bill, before you do that, what are they saying about Indiana. I, we had heard that the coach of the Hoosiers might be in trouble. Have you heard anything on him? I've not heard anything. I know they just re-signed their football coach to a long-term contract, but nothing's been said yet on Archie Miller. My suspicion is he's going to be gone. They'll find an alumnus. They'll find some way to come up with this $10 million buyout, and he will be gone. And the rumor, you know what the rumor is that I had heard is that Iowa State is going to fire Steve Prome, which I think is a foregone conclusion, and that Archie Miller might be linked to that job, and that may be how they get out of having to buy him out is get him another uh, job, another school may take him. Right, that that's exactly what we're hearing, and we're hearing Steve Alford from Nevada to Indiana, but we don't think we don't think that's going to happen either. But whatever they do, they need to do it right. So I will see some of you guys tomorrow morning on the Coffee Club, and these guys, I'm going to hold it in their capable hands. Robert, what's up? Well, um, I think everybody will enjoy the poll question tonight, and I've already got a perfect answer for it. So stay well, tuned. we'll decide if it's perfect, Robert. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Come on. No, yeah. I, yeah, I I think it's a good one. So, All right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Noah, uh, I've got uh, cold weather, and uh, we've got more rain and snow, so somebody's at least going to get some bad out weather out, out of this uh, crew this week. So, okay. anyway. It's, and you can uh, give us a NASCAR. What happened with NASCAR this uh, week? Oh, Kyle Larson won the Las Vegas race, and I forget where they're headed to for this week. So, but, uh, yeah, uh, Kyle Larson won Las he's Vegas. He's the first one I've heard of, you know, yep. somebody yeah. who's won before. So that's uh, Yeah, he's good. won before, and Las Vegas is going to have two races, so he won the spring race, so we'll see what happens this fall. Sean, thanks for sending us your beautiful weather, Sean. What's up? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I will say I agree this time. Now, I, in some ways, I like this week almost as much, if not better, than those first two days because this week – I mean, now, especially the way ESPN and all of them do it with the championship, you're getting all these conference games that you don't that That's don't true. get a lot of exposure, and they're playing for that play-in. And then, then you're also watching the other game because or you're watching even who might lose because you're like, well, hey, this year, especially if there's a COVID outbreak and they're a one-bid league, then this other team might be coming along and joining. You know, it's got to, you know, and like, so 
So, but we'll get to that more on college basketball. But all right, first of all, I want to let y'all know you can dial in. By the way, uh, download the Zoom app or dial six four six eight seven six nine nine two three. Enter code two eight seven seven two three forty six hundred. Hit pound key twice. Star nine. Raise your hand. You can contact us anytime throughout the week, 773-572-7715, or email us, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. And especially with all these schedules, go to 712-432-3642, Board 9, the Sports Lounge Board with all your breaking news. Board 13 especially is a good place to go with all these schedules coming out and changes and everything. That's a good place. And the poll question that Robert says a good one. All right, we're going to take all your teams that you're fans of, or even we're going to throw an individual sport, you know, like you're a fan of an individual sport and you had a certain player from that, you know, golf, boxing, NASCAR, whatever, tennis. uh, We're going to build your Mount Rushmore of players from those sports, not from every – not – like one for this sport, one for this. It's going to be a combine of all your all your stuff together, uh, teams and or individuals that you're a fan of. It's your it's your four guys, your Mount Rushmore that we're going to build. So. Okay, all right. So all right. why don't we start into baseball? We'll get that done, and then we'll move on to college. And uh, well, now we we found out. You know, we've talked about people lying about this and that, and we found out this week that apparently uh, there was a Miami former Miami Marlins executive that said that Albert Pujols lied about his age uh, when he uh, got the long contract that's ending this year. David Sampson, the former Miami president, and uh, he and of course uh, this is a ten-year contract, and I guess it uh, ends this year. Isn't that right? Yes, correct. that's correct. Yes. Right. And so he's, I don't know how old, uh, I didn't get the story as to how old he actually is, but I mean, it's actually worked out better than I thought. I remember making fun of that contract and the, uh, and the uh, Prince Fielder one, because that was, you know, I knew those were both long and the Prince Fielder was horrible. This one actually worked out pretty well. And I, I had a feeling at the time, I think I remember saying in our sports conference that of the two, I thought that maybe Pujols could do a little bit better than the Fielder would. And officially yeah. Albert Pujols is 41. Officially. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I mean, and uh, by the way, he has not commented on that story, Chris, so I don't know if there's anything to it or not. Well, there's a lot of stuff that went on in the Dominican. That was the point. They changed names. I mean, somehow, and maybe that, no, I think David Ortiz did it uh, uh, voluntarily, went from David Arias to David Ortiz. But there were people that changed their names. They said there was somebody else. They would, uh, there were, who was, there was somebody, uh, Wandy Rodriguez said he was somebody else uh, because he had a different name. And uh, age. Miguel Tejada lied about his age. I know right. the gays had to fix that. Oh, you know. It's been going on as long as they've been bringing the Dominican yeah, Republic. Absolutely. It's been going on as long as they've been bringing them over. Right. Okay. Yeah. So then John Lester will have uh, thyroid uh, is, have his thyroid removed and could be back uh, well, right around now. I don't know if he is. but Yeah, he's already – he, he did week. have his thyroid removed, but I have not heard that he's back yet. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs signed Eric Sogard, an infielder, to a minor league deal. <laughs> And uh, I don't know if that's important or not. Well, okay. and uh, Perry, if he's allowed to make the team and play, he's going to be a good player for you. He's one of those guys I, that – I think uh, what can... it tells you is that the Cubs' infield depth is not huge. They they have, you know, Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, and then Nico Horner is fighting for the second base job with David Bodie. But after that, there's there's some open spots. So if he does well, he he will probably make the team if he does well. Well, and he's a former A, and he, uh, we used to use him at the leadoff position. And he was, he was great at getting on base and stealing bases and things the like that. The one thing I know is he's a great bunter. Oh, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's unusual these days. Yeah. It sure. is. It is. So um, Aaron Boone is going to uh, be missing some time because he's going to get uh, he's a. Already uh, back. He's, he's already, already back. He's already back. Okay. Well, there you go. That didn't <laughs> take. So take heart, Bill, in more ways than one. Uh, you know that, that's a good thing. Uh, and then who's this? Uh, Ty LaCastro, I guess, an Arizona outfielder. Tim, uh, Tim LaCastro. Tim LaCastro. Tim LaCastro. And he's he's the one person <laughs> seemingly in baseball that has he just did test positive for the virus. So uh, that was too bad. And uh, so different percentages are going to be, uh, you know, having fans. The Cardinals are going to have 32 percent. That's probably the highest I've heard for St. Louis. Uh, no, I heard one today, Chris. The Rockies are going to allow 47 percent. Oh, wow. Almost half. Yeah. OK. All and right. I- and I believe the Texas teams, I think the Rangers are going to allow 33%. Astros, I think I forget what it's going to run, 30%. Okay. Oh, we're speaking, gonna, we're going to have 12, and uh, California will now have fans. That's the big story. Because yeah, but we don't, we don't, know, we don't know how many yet. Yeah. Um, speaking well, of the, yeah, I've heard they could have up to 20. I just okay. Heard, didn't the news say up to 20? Yeah, they, they could be allowed up to 20 for those. And it's convenient that they lifted their restrictions for Disneyland and the parks on April 1st when three okay. the California teams have home games. <laughs> yeah, well, the other thing, too, is it probably will depend, too, Robert, on your counties because, like, when we had that ban where the uh, – yeah. uh, what was the counter, uh, the county for the 49ers state, played? The, the yeah. news source said it's statewide. Yeah. Um, well, I, the, the concept of having fans, but what I'm saying is, I'm not sure that the different counties may decide that they can have different numbers of fans. You know, that's true. That's true. Um, also, speaking of the Astros, Jake Odorizzi has signed a two-year deal with them, so uh, and a player option, a player option for the third year. That's correct. Okay. And, yeah. Oh, we have an answer on our minor league question. I think we were talking about that up here last week. Yeah. About yeah, what they that's are right. starting. May summer starting May fourth, summer starting May sixth. Right. Okay. So basically, the minor league camp will start when the major league people leave, and this right. is again for you know just the amount of room you'd have and the number of people and all that. So I'm sure that's what the reason the minor leagues are starting later. That means their season will run later into September. It usually ends on Labor Day, but it'll run longer this time later, I should say. And then they'll figure out some way to get the you know have a Triple yep. A championship with the three leagues, and they'll have some kind of a playoff system. So and what probably, they're going to do, Chris, is is the, for these players who are already in camp, you know, like the non roster invitees who make who don't make the team that are in the minor leagues they're they're at least for a while teams are going to have these alternate sites again until the season start for those guys who've already done spring training Mm -hmm. and uh they're also probably the minor league season uh playoffs and championships might not end until mid to late september you know just before the postseason for baseball starts Jackie Bradley Jr. signed a two-year deal with the Milwaukee uh, Brewers for two years for $24 million and opts yep. out in b- both years, I guess. He can well, opt out. Well, he'll opt years. out after the first year, and then the second year, if he takes it, at the end, that'll be the end of the contract. Right, right. And he's, al- so, and he's already – that happened like on Friday or so, and he's already in camp. Right. Yeah. Well, he's a good and, – and I was telling um, somebody from uh, – there's a Brewer fan asked in, a, in our one of our phone groups, and I was telling him he's a good guy. You know, never had a problem with him. He, everybody wanted to succeed. succeed. Nobody uh, nobody nicer. He's just too streaky hitting. He's a wonderful defense. Joe Castiglione says he's the best center fielder he's ever seen. But uh, And they're actually going to do some kind of a rotation, I heard. Uh, they were saying on the Red Sox game that he was talking to uh, – Craig Council's father was around somewhere, I don't know, and, and Joe Castiglione was talking to him. 
And apparently what they're going to do is like, they're going to have four outfielders. I think uh, one, I think Yelich might be playing every day and everybody else will alternate depending on left and right-handed pitchers. And, and uh, I don't think Jackie's going to be playing center field. I think he's going to be in left or right, but. Uh, oh, no, I read an article today, Chris, where Craig Council says, when Jackie Bradley plays, he's going to play center field. Okay. Then uh, that was, and he didn't tell his father. And then, yeah. you know, <laughs> okay. So Sam Dyson, pitcher for base, and I don't, I don't even remember this guy. Who did he pitch for? Uh, last year he pitched for the Giants, but this year he did not have a team. He was a free agent, but he got suspended for the year. For domestic uh, abuse and so yeah. forth. For the uh, wife and child abuse policies. Now, what this should tell you is, you know, for these guys that we've heard in the past, you know, like the the Aroldis uh, uh, Chapman, uh, Addison Russell, and guys like this, you know, who got 30, 35. They must have had something on this guy to give him an entire year. They must have yeah. really had something on him. Yep. So uh, let's see if there's any more. Do uh, you guys have any? You had some uh, uh, baseball things, didn't you, Robert? Did you have one? Uh, uh, no, I, I already threw the Jaycos. By the way, though, Chris, for those who have, let's well, we should probably mention this. For those who have the yep. MLB uh, Game Day Audio subscription, if you did not take your credit last year and you simply applied it to this year, your total is going to be $7.84. Okay, yeah, because what you basically did is you played for this year, last year, and last year, this year kind of thing right. because we're going to have a uh, you know full season this year. So uh, let's see. I have a um, baseball item. Oh, okay. go ahead, Rick. <laughs> um, MLB uh, on June 2nd is going to do Lou Gehrig Day. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, that's yeah for, and I guess it's going to be an annual event, and, they, and, and you know, of course, they're going to promote uh, – Research yeah, now, into a- ALS. Yeah. Well, now we'll have three of those. We'll have Jackie Robinson. We'll have yeah. Roberto Clemente and Lou Gehrig. Yeah. Yep. My late my late brother Phil died on uh, was born on that day. On the you know, I didn't realize that that he Lou Gehrig took over for Wally Tip on June second, and then Lou Gehrig died yes. on June second. That's yeah. correct. Wow. Yep. I did not right. know that. No. So uh, yeah, so I guess that uh, that might be it for baseball then, huh? I yeah. uh, yep, I don't have any more. I, I okay. think so. Yeah. Do we have any calls? Uh, no hands yet. So. Okay. okay. So I guess we move on to college, and we'll start with the big news story, I guess, of the day. And uh, Sean and Perry, why don't you take over with this Les Miles business? Uh, Sean, we'll be back, Chris, in just a moment. I think he maybe had a, a telephone issue. But what I learned is last night Les Miles was fired, and he was fired because of – there he is. He was fired because of inappropriate contact with female students back at LSU in 2013. Yes. Now, I know, Pierre, you're here. If you have anything, feel free to unmute um, on the last mile situation. But it was inappropriate contact with female students. Um, Jeff Long, the athletic director at Kansas has said that he didn't, he interviewed him, but he said none of this came up. Yeah, uh, P- go ahead, go ahead. Hold, hold on, Pierre, if you want to unmute, go ahead. Because Pierre might know more of this than we yeah, do. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go in the other room. This TV's a little out. But, uh, yeah, in uh, fact, we just got a, a, a bulletin just now that said uh, uh, that Kansas has got to pay him $1.9 million to get rid of. <laughs> so so okay. $1.9 million. For, eight million. Uh, yeah. It's better than the eight million they were going to have to pay. Any right? Any idea, Pierre? What did he? I mean, you're you're there closer than we are. What did he basically do in 2013 that well, caused he this? Would, he would uh, uh, invite these young 
college girls to to come to his office supposed to you know help him do this and have him do that he was always making passes at them and trying to kiss them and and he all tried this. to kiss one girl and so so in uh, 2013 Joe, Joe Oliva said we need to get rid of the man now and they wouldn't do it and he also protected some of his players when they had accusations oh, against yeah, them yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. guys. And the other guys was the biggest one that 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 he protected, and all that's coming out now. Yeah, and the one thing that came out is Les Miles, and like the quote from Joe Oliva was, "It's going to be easier for us to explain why we fired him than it is to explain why we kept him." And so, right, exactly. The, the, the in, yeah, the incoming president put a thing that, oh, he's not allowed to be alone in a room with a female student. And he claimed, now this is his claim, he was mentoring them. Yeah. Wow. And and Jeff Long, and of course he was there, so he was there for three years, remember, when they fired him mid-season, that's when Ed Orgeron came in with the interim and you know, and he was now he was out of coaching when Kansas hired him. He was not. But Jeff Long, of course, goes back to Michigan. He says, oh, I didn't know anything. But of course, Jeff Long did not interview anybody else. He did not interview thing, any. He just hired him. Go ahead, Pierre. But, but the thing I don't understand is why is it, it isn't it in a coach's contract that if you do something to the def, detriment of the university that you shouldn't have to pay him anything? Yeah, morals clause. Yeah, sometimes yeah, I don't know I, why. I think I've heard. I'm, you know, I think it's always on. You know, Pierre, I'm thinking it's probably on the negotiation table, and you can pay him more, less money if you do this, and more money if you do that. You know, it's one of those things. I think there was something, for example, and there's something that's ringing a vague bell when Ohio State had all their problems that there was something like that. I mean, years ago, I could be wrong, but I think it may be there in certain uh, people. And contracts. the deal with with Kansas, they did. They said there wasn't anything, but they put it. It did not happen at Kansas, so that's why they were looking. They were trying not to even have to pay him the one point nine million. That is why they originally uh, suspended him. Because, and you know, they were looking to say, okay, what are we going to have to pay? What are we going to not? But it didn't. It happened at LSU, but they found ways because. And the only way this came out was that USA Today story. Otherwise, no one would have ever known this. Yeah. yeah. Well, and know. he was, and he was voted. Uh, you know, our something about well, he's a trustworthy or something. He's very, you know, as far as coaches, they talk about how trustworthy he was when they hired him and. You know, it's like, now, I don't know if Jeff Long, the athletic director of Kansas, if they'll look at him, or if they'll start looking at some past people from LSU or what's going to happen. But, you know, because Jeff Long, I mean, he's been friends with them since Michigan, but he knew nothing about this. That kind of – Well, and I mean, let's not not be – you know, they were probably getting close to looking for a way to get rid of him anyway because he's not. Do- Let's be honest, he's not doing well at Kansas. What did he won three games? He won three games, I think, at Kansas. Something like yeah. In how many yeah. years? Uh, three, two, three, three years, three years. So that's about what they usually do, right? They usually win about one yeah, game a year. Yeah, that's basically what they do. So ever since they've had one, they've had one. Yeah, Mark Mangino has been the only football coach that I can remember in the recent times that has been successful at Kansas. Right. 
Yes. Well, it always goes back. This is the same thing that happened with the, with um, uh, Mickey Calloway, where everybody's saying, well, how come the Mets didn't know? How come this one didn't know? How come that one didn't know? It's really hard. You know, it's, it's one thing to you know prove some of these things. You can have the girls tell you these things and all that. But how, you know, within somebody who's not in the office with you, how, you know, these things don't get around. I mean, you know, we've got the Cuomo thing now starting up. And, you know, these things go back a few years until somebody says something. But, and there's rumors, but yeah. you can't prove them, you know? Well, no, like Jeff Long, you know, he, but he, like I said, he's been a close friend. So you'd think hey, he would have known, oh, this, because they were friends even during the time at LSU. Because I think uh, Miles tried to get Long on at LSU as an athletic director, and it didn't work, but he tried well, to get hired the, over there. The problem is, you know, if you're a best friend with somebody, and um, Rick and I have, a, have an example that we're both thinking of right now. I mean, you're, you're good friends with somebody, and they say, I, I'm getting accused of this thing. I didn't do it. That's what they're going to tell you. And you believe in them, and then, you know, until you don't. And so just because you hear something like that, and especially back in the days of before the Me, uh, Me Too movement, you know, I've got this bunch of talk, you know, come on, have another beer. You know, that's kind of the way it happens. You know, it's not just because you hear something like that doesn't mean, yeah, I heard that. But that's and even the fact that they didn't even interview because there were people pushing for David Beatty and others. They didn't. They just, oh, I'm just going to hire Les Miles. I know him. I know no. him. So I'm just going to work as a public university, especially. I think they're no, supposed to yeah. have open records and have it open. There's a public university is supposed to have them. Um, uh, I know at least this, in the state of Texas, it's supposed to be open to have interviews. You know, you're not supposed oh, yeah. to. Oh, okay, yeah. No, is, I mean, even if you have that's... your guy you want, you have your guy you want, but you have those. Yeah, well, those state interviews. laws, of course, vary from place to place, but that, that's true. And that's something that people in Kansas will have to think about, too. But, but it's that's, just, that's as far as like, hearing is that, an accusation, you know, you can hear yeah. a lot of stuff and yeah. you just say, ah, that's, that's right. how. Right. That's how, like, here, Baylor got away with a little more than, say, the University of Texas could because right. Baylor's a private university and, and the legislatures, a lot of them went went to, right. got their law degree from Baylor and they were a little more protected than, say, right. Texas so or Texas. And, and, we'll, and, we'll follow, and we'll follow the LSU situation. I mean, it is it is still developing. There's more so coming out, too. We'll follow the right. Kansas LSU stuff and, and update you. So in the then future. let's move let's move on to Greg McDermott. So Greg McDermott the other day apparently was talking about his players and uh, they were not doing what he wanted them to do, and he said that they needed to stay on the plantation. So uh, the, apparently the administration uh, suspended him. He offered to resign, but they suspended him indefinitely. Okay. And, but now you that know, suspension this, has been lifted. And this, okay. Yeah, and his player, his players, and his assistant coach Terrence Rincher played for Texas. He's an assistant African American head coach. He said, "I accept it." He said, "I know he got caught up in the moment. It was a poor choice of words." And he he oh. Unlike, you know, he owned up to everything. And he said, I got caught up. And he goes, I made a reference. And, you know, he was very, his players. And you know what? Unlike a lot of the cancel culture that goes on, his players stood by him and said, hey, this is our coach. He's so. Would he have done worse? Uh, Would he have done better even if he'd said reservation? Can that work better now? And you probably can't say anything. (laughs) I wouldn't think you want to say any of it. You you probably can't even let the lunatics run the asylum anymore. They always have been. But you know what? We're going to find out. We're going to find out, Sean, if they stand by him by the way they play in in this tournament and the NCAA tournament. Yeah, we are. Yeah, but we're going to find out. They came out. They they did come out in support of him and said, "Hey, he made a mistake, and we forgive him." But yeah, like and, and what we'll he was ba- and, and to be honest, guys, what he was trying to say was, and he picked a 
a, a horrible choice of words. Right. But he was just trying to say, hey, play better as a team and, you know, do better, you know, to right. get. He picked a yeah. whole, The thing that everybody who knows Greg McDermott will tell you is Greg McDermott is certainly not a racist or anything like that. No. Right. So, I mean, Greg McDermott, is, he coached at Northern Iowa for a long time, so I'm I'm quite familiar with him. And but, that's what, yeah, that's why Terrence Richards stood by him. Right, you know? absolutely. Yeah. How long would Bobby Knight hold a job uh, in the NCAA these days? <laughs> no, that would be <laughs> three hours. Probably five, five minutes? <laughs> yeah, something like that. As long as it yeah, takes okay, to throw yeah. a chair across the court. You <laughs> couldn't yeah. throw the chair or cow whip or anything like that these days. <laughs> okay, so Perry, you have a little story story to, about how not to handle a situation here from Friday night in the uh, Missouri Valley tournament. That is, is, that a, is correct. Well, first, we'll start on Thursday. Okay. Bradley had a, a test that came back false positive, and it came back early enough where, you know, they knew it and they cleared it and then they played. Well, Thursday night after Northern Iowa beats Illinois State, uh, they do their round of tests and one came back apparently positive. And they kept going, th- you know, they, they did another test on Friday, but it had not come back by the time that they were going to start the game. And the Missouri Valley had gone 90 out of 90 games in the regular season. So clearly they know they knew how to get the games in and, and to do it safely. Yes. Well, the city of St. Louis told them without that player who had tested positive, you know, at that point in time, it later came back to be a false positive, but at that point in time, they said without that player and with the people that that player had been around, you're not allowed to play. So Northern Iowa's game, I mean, you had both the Drake broadcast, the Northern Iowa broadcast. They were sitting – I knew something was up because I had turned on KTRS to listen to the pregame, and there was none. So I knew something was up. But you had so Michael – you had Michael Admire for Drake and Gary Rima for you and I. They're on the air. And uh, eventually, uh, I heard Michael Admire talking to Darren DeVries. And, that, you know, at that point, you knew the game was not going to be played because Coach DeVries is clearly not going to go on the radio with a game pending. But the, the city of St. Louis said, you know, until that test comes back, you cannot play. And uh, they so- it was botched in every which way that it could be because – uh, Gary Rima got a, a text from the communications director of the conference saying, you know, I'm working on a statement and we'll have it for you. Well, that was at central time about 10 minutes after five. The statement didn't even come out until 715. So I would think you at least have to find ways to where if you're going to have these problems, and I would suspect we're going to have issues at some point somewhere but you got to find yeah. ways to where it's handled a lot better than this that it, any way that it could have been botched well, it was and a lot of this like i said some it sounds like some's on the missouri valley but it sounds like most of it is on the city of st louis well the other problem is all right you're going to have this tournament and if you're going to unless they didn't know and they need to know and this is their job to know they need to know what the what the rules are in that county, that city, whatever they're dealing with. I mean, we have one city here, 
Somerville. You can't do anything in Somerville. No. You know, it's forget it. Boston will say we're going to over. Well, we're going to wait another week. You know, we're not going to do that. So you know, you you do have different jurisdictions that can do different things. And here we're we're into the cities and towns. But if that's the case yeah. or that county, you need to know that as a tournament organizer, and they need to tell you, you do. we're going to have this tournament here and all this now. I would in St. Louis be... for those who do who do not know, Chris. St. <laughs> Louis has its own rules. Um, yes, they have guidance from the state of Missouri, but they do, like you said, they have their own yeah. rules. And Doug like, Elgin, like Doug here. Elgin said in the statement, he said, "Look, he said, if and when it comes down to it, being the commissioner, he said, I am responsible for this." He said it was clearly botched, but in the yeah. end, he took the responsibility. And I mean, you you credit him for that, but. You hate well, what to, I'm saying. I mean, is, it, it right, ended up being a false positive, and the long and the short yeah. of it is, those eight or nine players that would have played on the on the court that night um, didn't get to play that game. And and let's be honest, Drake is still very much not, in line for in. an NCAA player. But um, you and I could have won that game and probably taken them out that night. And I mean, that's why we watch yeah. these tournaments. Right now, the oh, thing. Yeah. What, what my point is. If you're Indianapolis and you're the NCAA, you got to make sure, like, get together like yesterday and say, how does this work for are you guys going to pop up? Because this, if they, again, uh, they should have known, but if they didn't know, then that's on uh, the Missouri Valley Conference. In, to not Indianapolis know. and the NCAA, I think, have already, from what I understand, they have a lot of that. And I think Indiana is similar to Texas where it's overseen by the state, but they have the just kind of like what they do in Texas here. It's overseen by the state. They have rules, but the state steps in and tells your particular <clears throat> hospital district. So it's not your county, it's your your hospital district, you know, where you have your major hospital yeah. thing. But I mean, that's it's true. I think it's similar. basically that way. Like, remember that um, there have been arguments between Cuomo and uh, what's his name, the mayor of New York, about uh, what was Bobby. the Bobby. Yeah, that's the what New York is. But Indiana and Indiana and the NCAA, I know, have a lot more of this worked out. Where I they think, better. and some conferences did. I already know the Big Twelve in Kansas City. Have, so the other end of the state of Missouri, they yeah. haven't worked out. But St. Louis and the Missouri Valley, there was no communication. Where Indianapolis, like I said, they, they've had to work it out because Indiana has opened up a little more on their restaurants and stuff just in time for the tournament. Yeah. And, and, and they are allowing 25% fans in Indianapolis. And I know here they were talking to Shaka Smart. And as soon as Texas is done with the Big 12 tournament, they're going straight to Indianapolis. So at least the teams that know or have a good idea. They're, I, I they're think a lot straight. of teams are going to do that, Sean. Right. Yeah, they're going to, and that's what you said. That's what you said. A lot of teams that know they're in or have a good idea that they're in, they're going to Indianapolis, and you'll, you're going to see about set or to that area. You're going to see about seventy-two or seventy-six teams because some teams are waiting to see if somebody yeah. tests positive in that forty-eight hours to see if they're going to. And remember, you know, the entire Duke, big remember the entire Big Ten is already there. That's right. Yeah, yeah, they're already and Duke, Duke's already going. Somebody please test positive because they're not getting in, you know, unless they're beating BC today, which isn't uh, much of a thing, but uh, they're they're killing BC, getting that out of the way. But but the the thing is again, and I the the biggest thing that Missouri they may be at fault for not knowing what the rules were in St. Louis, but the other part of it is how did you not get the test? Why did the test result 
why couldn't you test them again? I mean, is there some rule that you can't test again? No, say, they they did. Can, they just didn't get the result. They did. Back. Yeah, they didn't well, get the result back in time. You you got if you're gonna have a tournament, you should have like a doctor there to get that done, or tech there to get that done right now. You know, if you're gonna you know do the go do the expense, and yeah. then the the worst thing that Missouri Valley did was not tell anybody. I don't think you want Jim Nance uh, sitting around wondering what's going on with this no. game and sitting at the court wondering about this game. No. You know, <laughs> luckily, so anyway, luckily yeah, enough, luckily tough. enough though that uh, Kevin Harlan was the one who did that game. So you know that Drake and Loyola on Sunday got some good, positive vibes oh, from Kevin was, Harlan. I checked out Kevin Harlan. He, was, yeah, he did that game. I found out a little more on this on the Sunday-Monday because, you know, how normally what they do, they have the one CBS standalone game. What they'll do, what they'll do they're going to keep that the same for Sunday, but on Monday they're going to have games later in the afternoon, but they're going to, like, you'll have one game in an hour because it'll be down to two eight games that day you know, so that you'll have right. one and then an hour later it'll start on another channel then an hour later on the other and then right, that, right. And they'll start like oh yeah that's kind of what they do on Saturday game. you know that would be like the Saturday schedule that you'd see well, you no, know, sat- no actually Saturday they do the same as Sunday they have the two standalone games and then the three okay. prime time on the three network that's what they've been doing okay but, so so but anyway yeah, so we have we, we have some qualifiers Sean and then why don't you and Perry talk about who uh, what the conferences look like and um, I guess my question going in is we don't we didn't have a bunch of intersectional games where in December Villanova played North Carolina or this or that happened. So you can say, well, the Big East did this against the ACC or whatever. So since we didn't have all this, how are people building oh, power ratings? You had but a there few, but there's going to be a lot more subjectivity this year yeah, because you didn't have saying. that. That's because right. One yeah. of the big one of the big ones got canceled. Baylor Gonzaga was. I mean, the, the, what they're already saying is probably could be the championship. I mean, but. Yeah, you had some qualifiers. You had Moorhead State from the Ohio Valley, as we said. Loyola qualified from the Missouri Valley. Uh, Big South was. Uh, oh, we had Liberty from the Atlantic Sun, and. Uh, and by the way, Sean, let, let's mention to Liberty they played yes. North Alabama for the championship, and the reason North Alabama had they won the game would not have been eligible is they are still in that four-year window yeah, transferring from D2 to D1. Year. So they're on the third year. Yeah. So that's why they wouldn't have been eligible. So either way, Liberty already knew they qualified before the championship game. And people are like, well, why do you want to watch this game? And they're like, well, you know, they're saying for seeding. You know, that they, ESPN was trying to get people to watch it. I could tell. But, yeah, and then you, so you had, and then you had Winthrop from the, big, from the Big South. And last night you had – North Carolina Greensboro from the Southern, and and then you had Appalachian State from the Sun Belt. Now here's how Appalachian State they were a five seed. They won four games in four days and took out the top two seeds, Texas State and Georgia State, to get there to that tournament. And tonight you have five championships. You have the Horizon League with Oakland, Cleveland State. You have the Colonial with Elon and Drexel. The Northeastern is Mount St. Mary's and oh. Uh, Oh, I don't have who they're playing. You got BYU, Gonzaga, the West Coast, and then you also have the Summit League, which I know it's Oral Robertson. I'm not sure who Oral Robertson. I don't have that in front of me. I had them earlier today, but don't have. But you got five more tonight, and then you're starting to see today and tomorrow. You're going to really start seeing the first, the opening rounds of the big tournaments, but you're going to see more of these championships and like the Atlantic Ten. We were try- we were baffled by this last week because they had no listing for the Atlantic Ten Championship last Sunday. They were playing the tournament early at two sites at Richmond and Virginia Commonwealth. What do we find out? They're going to play it in their normal time slot on Sunday in Dayton. So now they're going to Dayton. <laughs> 
So speaking of them, so why don't we do a little bit of a just a conjecture because you know we'll we'll run all this down because next week we will have the schedule for you and we will we will yes. give you what the schedule is for the first two rounds. But um, anyway, because we'll get that on Sunday, that selection Sunday. But starting with the Atlantic Ten, how many people? How many teams are expected to get in from there? Uh, uh, two or two or three. Two, two or three, three teams from there, I know, are getting in. They're a little, the they're a little down. They're a little they're down, a little this, down year. this year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, a little down this year. And they're hurt uh, by, and we're, they're Chris. They're hurt exactly by what you just talked about. They're right. hurt by this. You know, St. Louis maybe have played a tougher schedule, but because of the virus and whatever, they didn't get some of those games in. That's right. And, That's right. And so, like the big ten, the big ten is probably going to have oh. I know they got numbers three, four, and five in the country. So you're going to have, if it goes keeps going, you're going to have two number one seeds. Yeah, and it's likely that they get at least eight teams in, and maybe nine. Okay. Yeah, maybe nine. The Big Twelve, they're looking at seven. Uh, How about about this though in the Big Twelve? That and those are the two tournaments that most people are saying that you really need to pay really close attention to or are Big Ten and Big Twelve. That's where your great games should come from. But Oklahoma is a seventh seed. That's yep. a pretty good seventh seed in all honesty. Oh, yeah. Well, and the Big 12 has ranked 10 through 13 all in a row, like three, four, five, six, and, the, you know, three, four, five, and seven. They're a seventh seed, but they're ranked ahead of the sixth seed, Texas Tech, Texas and Texas Tech play Thursday. But yeah, Oklahoma has to play a play-in game tomorrow night as a seventh seed, and they're ranked like 13 in the country. Wow. And remember, okay. yeah. I mean, remember too, I understand Iowa State is is really, really, really down, but Iowa State gave Oklahoma quite a run. You know, they didn't lose yeah, they to them did. by very much a couple of weeks ago. All no, right. no, they they almost beat them. They they almost beat them, and you know, like some other conferences, I know you're going to get two from the West Coast, and surprisingly, it's probably not going to be St. Mary's. It looks like you're going to have the two that are playing in BYU and. BYU and Gonzaga. I, Gonzaga it was kind of fu- it was kind of funny last night. I was I was up late and was listening to that BYU game, and the BYU announcer boy that they that team better be glad they won that game because uh, that guy might have had a coronary had they lost that game. It went to overtime and they had like twenty something turnovers and they were really annoying this guy. So they better be glad they won. That game. And you know, and if Gonzaga if Gonzaga stays undefeated, they'll be the first team since that what nineteen. 19- 76 Indiana teams go undefeated to turn all the way through. Well, for you you college basketball experts, I was just going to ask that. Do you think they're capable of running the tournament and going all the way through? I think they could. I do. I really, honestly, they, I think they could. I would have loved to see them and Baylor play, but I think the NCAA is, is kind of not. Because, I mean, I wanted to see them and Baylor both, in in a weird way, I wanted to see them and Baylor go both go undefeated and both be playing in that championship game just because you've never had that, two undefeated teams playing for a championship. Now, how by the way, shout out, shout out to uh, Iowa because the University of Iowa is probably playing at, at least at this point. I'll bet I think it's playing its best basketball of the season now. So for those oh, of us locally, oh, I think so. Just yeah. And right, how, with Texas. How, what do you expect uh, from the ACC? How how many are they going to get? Uh, four or five, maybe. Yeah, four. ACC's got a down year because Carolina's yeah. down, Duke's down, yep. uh, Louisville's not quite. Believe it or not, Chris, Duke probably at the very least, if for them to have a chance, they probably need to get to the finals of the tournament. Yeah, well, they're the 10 seed, so that's right. You know, you figure that that would make sense. That means they they have to win, was it five in a row? 
Uh, to get to the finals, uh, four well, they had to get, get four to, the to get there and five to win yeah. it. Now the only win the I first believe, one, I, as I said, but, yeah, uh, I believe no. the only team that I remember who ever did the five and five days would have been that Syracuse team from yes, what yeah. the mid two thousands, the one with Something was it, like, yeah, was yeah, it Jerry keep... McNamara that was on that team, Chris? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so speaking of Syracuse in those days, how about the Big East? What are they supposed to get? Well, well they they may get. But... They no, no, may the get, thing of Syracuse in those days when they were right. in the Big East. Oh, they, days, may, yeah. they may get several teams in because you, Villanova is in. Uh, yeah. They we, yeah. we think Creighton is in. Xavier needs uh, some wins. Butler needs some yeah, wins. So we know Villanova, Creighton, and then the other teams need some wins. Well, you, yeah, How about they, UConn? Yeah. UConn's got a pretty good record, They too. are on the bubble, yes. Yeah. They're on the bubble. They need some wins. They need okay. at least one. I think they the need SC, at least one win. In the SEC, win. you figure they're going to get several teams. And, and, you know, if a team yeah. like an Ole Miss or a Kentucky or somebody like that could, could step up, that may help their Can, cause. How well, about Kentucky's the, only getting in if they win the, Kentucky's only get, getting in if they win the tournament. And, right. you know, right. that one. Pac-12, yeah. I, they usually gonna, say about the Pac-12, yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess first, speaking of the Pac-12, I guess they are looking at hiring a new commissioner. Yeah, he, the, he's, he's leaving June 30th. That's correct. And Very apparently the, one of the front runners for the commissioner is um, a female candidate in I apologize that I don't know what her name is, but apparently she used to work for the Pac-12, but she is now the commissioner at in the West Coast Conference. And I was yes. hearing an interview oh. this morning with uh, Sean Farnham, and he said there is a lot of support for her because she really is re- responsible for Gonzaga, you know, not for Gonzaga being the way they are, but helping them with scheduling and all this other stuff. And they think she could bring a lot to the Pac-12. And yeah, I forget, with, I, forget what her, Diego, I forget what her, with, I forget what her name is, but yeah, that's what that's what we're hearing around here. Yeah, and uh, and you got the Mountain West has got San Diego State's getting in, and you got I mean they're probably going to get two or three. The America, the America is going to get probably Houston and Memphis, Cincinnati uh, maybe. Cincinnati. Don't think Wichita State's doing quite that well. This I year. believe I believe they at least got one of the buys, or they may have gotten a double buy from what I heard. So they, who knows? Yeah, they may I know SM, SMU's kind of on the bubble, but Houston, Memphis, Cincinnati, I know. Are well, what, don't we want to see that Houston, Memphis game again? I mean, look at that from the other day. That would be a good rematch. Oh my God, that was that was just that was crazy, man. That was. <laughs> Yep. So anyway, okay, so good. Well, that's a good rundown, and we'll see on Sunday. And then we'll, we will have uh, – Perry might uh, probably do what he did with his bowl schedule, and maybe uh, if he can do that, have a couple of days to do that, he could yep. record it, and we'll play it uh, on Tuesday night. <clears throat> and uh, the, then you'll have an idea of what's going on in the first couple of rounds of the tournament. So we can move on to the NFL. Any any calls now, uh, Perry? Or we do not have any hands right now, so let's go oh, ahead. The NFL, um, the, one of the sad stories, uh, really, Kellen Winslow, Jr., and he's 37 years old. He's now going to be 14 years in prison for multiple rapes of five women, including one that was homeless and, if I remember, mentally challenged. That is uh, correct. If I remember yes. the story. As a matter of fact, I think we told that story on here one of our yes. first weeks. I kind of remember that. So that's that's the uh, son of Kevin. He he played for the Browns, but his father was a great tight end for the uh, Char- San Chargers. Diego Chargers. Yep. yep. Uh-huh. Okay. And Ben Roethlisberger, if I could talk, has uh, restructured his contract so he can 
stay with the Steelers. And so that's one quarterback situation that we don't have to worry about. Of the 18 that Rick was cooking up, that was one of them. So that's off the list. <laughs> yeah, so he'll stay there. But Alex Smith will be in the mix for things because he's gonna. He was cut by uh, the Washington football team, and I guess. Uh, I think that was a mistake by them, but you know. Well, they liked well, that, that the guy though. that played against the um, against Tampa feet. Bay. They liked him. And uh, yeah. so, you know, I don't know. I mean, they haven't had 14 and a half million are saving. That's that's a bit. That's why I don't yeah. know the last time that they had a good quarterback. I mean, I'm hoping the Patriots aren't heading for a time like this. I mean, what, what's uh, Kirk there? Cousins? Yeah. Yeah. And, and how good, you know, and he's up and down, too. But yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. quarterback. They haven't had that, anybody for a year. I mean, five years. Three was great his rookie year. But yeah, then, long time. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't know about Alex Smith either. So uh, let's see. And then. Dak Prescott though got a bunch of money, oh, four yeah. years for 160 million yeah. and uh, 126 million guaranteed. And, and, and uh, yeah, 126 you know, million guaranteed. They said they gave they gave a fat uh, that Jerry Jones is paying Dak Prescott more than what he paid to buy the Dallas Cowboys in 1989. He only paid 154 <laughs> million to buy the Cowboys. That wow. is correct. And Dak 160. By, yeah, by the, the way, is, though, this... Dak Prescott now between him and Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott. Yep. Boy, good luck trying to build a team around that. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. And, I'm, and I don't mean with players. I mean with salary cap. Good right. luck trying right. to build around that. Well, and, yeah. re- and remember, uh, the NFL still hasn't said officially what the uh, cap, final yeah. cap is going to be. They've said the nope. floor is going to be Four, 180, yeah. but they haven't said what the ceiling is going to be. And uh, there was rumors that the franchise tag deadline would be extended because they're still trying to get the final number. It was not. They did have to franchise tag today. Okay. Yeah, yeah they, um, they didn't do that. But they're still working on the final details for the final numbers for the TV deal. So yeah, you know. And this thing with Dak, this this um contract with Dak Prescott, this isn't going to be his last big one because no, it's only it's only no. four years and it's and, only four yeah. years. He's going to be ready, and and he got he got a no trade and a no franchise tag in his contract. Right. So and you know so we, and right about the time the the new money's coming in from the media, he's going to be ready for another huge contact uh, yep. contract. Yep. yep. Because he's only twenty seven, so he's yeah. going to be a, he's, he's going to be like thirty one. Yeah. He's going to be thirty one mm-hmm. as a free agent. They're going to have to do it again. Yeah, and he'll he'll knock this contract out of the water. That's, yeah, that's right. So and then yeah. um, there was one franchise tag today, Mark May for the Jets. That was well, more than one. There's, I, a, there's been a bunch more today. I have, I have nine. <laughs> oh, you got nine. Okay, yeah, uh, go yeah. ahead, Rick. Okay, um, if you remember them all. Yeah. Okay, Denver uh, uh, franchise Justin Simmons, defensive back. Okay. Uh, the Jets, Marcus May. Yeah. Um, Washington Football Team, Brandon Sheriff, the offensive lineman. Okay. The former Carolina, Omaha guy. Yeah, Carolina and offensive lineman Cam Holton, who I've never heard of. Okay. Uh, Chicago franchise Allen Robinson. Okay. That was a no-brainer. Uh, Tampa Bay franchise Chris Godwin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Giants, the Giants um, franchise Leonard Williams for the second year in a row. Yeah. Okay. And Jacksonville. Uh, franchise another offensive lineman, Cam Cam Robinson. Okay, and, rem- and remember, on paper, until the final details, Dak Prescott has been franchised as well. Yeah, on right. paper, in, in, until everything is official. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans franchise Marcus Williams, defensive back. Okay, That's it. and and a couple of the couple they thought might get franchised didn't, like Hunter Henry and um, Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Okay. So that's, uh, and, well, that's good. Thanks, Rick. And remember, the uh, uh, the tampering period begins on March 15th, yeah. 
and then you officially can sign players on St. Patrick's Day. That's right, yeah. the day before the NCAA. And one good thing for the for the NFL this year, they they had kind of a cool thing last year. Of course, this was the one bright spot for any sport at this time of year last year. They got their free agency day all to themselves that Wednesday and everything and Thursday. Nothing was going on because the NCAA was down the tubes and they went ahead with their free agency. I don't think they even delayed it, did they? I think no, they did, they did not. No, remember. And remember, you know, the NCAA starts on Friday, not Thursday. Chris. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that's only four games. Yeah. Right. And that, those games are, that's why they're on true TV. They're They'll not be, the games, you right. know, the big conference games there. You know, you have like the seventh seed in some conference tournament uh, meeting yeah. somebody or something. Right. They, they, or they try to have two of the big time conferences meet. Yeah. And They'll have two, two teams playing for an 11 seed and two teams playing for a 16 seed. Right. Right. So that's how they do it. So. And uh, so that'll be, you know, so the NFL should have the field pretty clear on Wednesday and Thursday to, to right. do their thing. Yeah. And, and so. fr- frankly, for those of us who have to try to remember to report these things, I'm kind of glad of that because yeah. it makes it a little easier. That That's would be right. Good. Yes. That is good. So but we're going to put Rick in charge of the NFL. That's, yes. uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. He's the commissioner of our draft league and he can run the NFL too. Yeah, okay. There you go. So, uh, all right. So I think that's it for the NFL. I still think, though, Chris, and we're going to have to talk about fantasy football between now and the start oh, of the season because we will. there's a lot. And we do have a hand, so Rick, go okay. ahead, and then we'll get to, we'll get to you, Jamal, okay. after after Rick here. So do you want to – First, I have a, a few releases teams did, I guess, because of salary okay. cap. All the right. Giants, Giants got rid of Golden Tate. Oh, okay. The, the Vikings cut Kyle Rudolph. Um, Seattle. Uh, they got uh, rid yeah, of Carlos Dunlap. Carlos Dunbar. Dunbar. Yeah. Dunlap. Yeah. Dunlap, okay. right. Um, and New Orleans, uh, Jared Cook, the tight end. Okay. Okay. And then there was one. Well, we had the, the Patriots trade today with the Raiders. Uh, oh, that's Trent, right. Trent Brown went from the Raiders to the Patriots. The Patriots are giving a seventh round pick next year, and the Raiders are giving back a fifth round. Okay. No, the other way around. I'm sorry. The, yeah. yeah, the Patriots are sending a seventh round pick, right. and getting a fifth round pick. next I'm, year. Yeah. I still yeah. Okay, but there was one trade that I wanted to bring up. It was crazy. There's a and I'd never heard of him, but a player for the Texas uh, Tennessee Titans named Isaiah Wilson. I guess he was their number one pick, uh, their first round pick last year, an offensive lineman. He got traded to Miami, and besides him going to Miami, the rest of the trade was that they switched round seven picks. Yes, and which is he is the guy. He's the he guy last field, week so, that we talked yeah. about who walked no, out. About he won, he was mad because they didn't wish him happy yeah. birthday. We that's talked about right. him last week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but to me, that's I mean, if you're just first of all, it's not like Tennessee's trading with Jacksonville where it may get a, you know the pick is a big difference. It, they, their pick may be better than Miami's pick next year, right. so yeah. they may have even given a pick to take this guy and to me that that's just that's just your team saying well we don't want our fans saying that you you cut our first round pick last right. we didn't birthday, cut, we, didn't cut him. we traded him yeah. right well right. That's, that's, that's why, why brian, happy birthday Isaiah. yeah, yeah that's what that's why brian flores and chris greer who are chris greer's the gm and brian flores a coach that's why they're doing such a good job with the dolphins they yeah. find these mistakes that other teams make and they take advantage of them. yeah no i and think he got a good birthday he may not have gotten happy birthday said to him. He got a good present. He's going to a. I think no Tennessee kid. is. You know, it's Derrick Henry and Tannehill, and then what? 
Yeah, know, yeah. the Dolphins are building a team. You yeah, know? Yeah. And Derrick Henry's getting old. You know, one of these years, and I have him on my fantasy. This might be it, though. But, no, I think I get him one more year. The point is, one of these years, they fall off the table. You know, they're no, they're no good. So right. how long is he going to be going? And Tannehill's good, but he's not uh, an upper echelon. He's not, you know, one of the top guys here. So, no. um, you know. I would right say don't trade him yet, Chris. Huh? I would say don't trade him yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of, I, I, there's a few proposed rule changes in that one is one is they're 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 talking about making roughing the quarterback of a reviewable play actually Mm. i think that might be a good idea because i think it is a good idea yeah there's been some there's been some bad calls on roughing the quarterback exactly Mm -hmm. another one is that well they brought this up before they're talking about maybe giving the teams the option of instead of trying an onside kick doing the fourth and 15 i like that Yeah, no. that that was tested out in the XFL last year. Yeah, and the third one is wow. But the more you think about it, I like it because I like strategy in the game. Um, I guess the the general feeling is they they want to try to kind of shorten overtime games if they can because they get, they have the seventeenth game in the season and they don't want players to play in too much. Now Baltimore is is um is proposing what they call spot and choice, where you come out for the. Uh, to toss the coin in the, in the overtime, the team that wins the toss gets to pick where the ball is placed, and they can place it anywhere in the field. And then the other team gets to pick which team goes on offense and which team goes on defense. Okay. Oh, that's an interesting so, other, so in other words, yeah, that's crazy, but it might. I like it. Yeah. I mean, like if you're playing crazy. Kansas City and you win the toss, you say, you know, how far do I have to put that ball back that they're not going to go on offense? Right. And then if you go back to like your own 10 yard line and then they, they give you the ball, then if you don't pick up a first down, then Kansas City's in good shape already, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like wow. the idea. I like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I like uh, that idea. No, Jamal, Jamal if you want to start ball. unmuting, Jamal, go ahead. Yeah. The, more, the more I think about that, the more that's an interesting idea. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. When I first heard it, I wasn't sure, but the more yeah. I thought about it, well, I liked that it. That is interesting. Yeah. I definitely like that fourth and 15. Because yeah. nobody recovers an onside kick. No, no not anymore. Yeah. Uh, Jamal, ahead. welcome aboard. Uh, a couple things here. First of all, about the NFL stuff I was listening to while while I was on hold. The spot and choice stuff I have mixed feelings about. Part of me likes it. Part of me kind of questions it. Quite frankly, the, the NFL made a mistake several years ago when they took the ability away for a field goal from ending a game in overtime and having sudden depth, taking away sudden depth overtime instead of uh, this cockamamie overtime rule they got now. Then you go back to 15 minutes and just make the first score when no one has a touchdown or a field goal win. Well, I, you know, game. that'll never happen, Jamal. They, they got a lot of heat from people, from people saying, I mean, you know, this team never even got to get the ball when yeah. they lost. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well, so what? I mean, if you – if you And wasn't that, team, a, wasn't that a, a situation in the – two? was it the 2009 playoffs where yeah, you had – Yeah, the Saints and the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings yeah. never got the ball. The Vikings Absolutely. never got the ball. Got the field goal. Well, yeah. well, that, well, that was on the Vikings anyway. And <laughs> number two, no, they lost the coin toss. All they did was lose a coin toss. Yeah, well, I, I mean, you stop them and get the ball. Well, you can but stop them, but, they, you, uh, but it, it was too much for a coin toss. I mean, I, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. But, but you know, now fourth and fifteen, I think that's a pretty good idea. Yep. You know, instead of because they so messed up the onside rule, it's ridiculous. So fourth and fifteen. Might not be a bad idea. And as for the third rule change, I think that the making roughing the passer reviewable 
is a good rule because you could sneeze. Yeah. Three yards away, still be charged with. Ask Ray Hamilton. Yeah. Ask Ray Hamilton. Yeah. So now, so now, now talk about college basketball. Okay. Uh, Hopefully, hopefully, I think Illinois hopefully gets a number one seed. That's the first thing. And number two, I hope Loyola gets a seed higher than eight. So they can avoid facing off against a team like Illinois. I've heard, I've heard Loyola may, I've heard Loyola may get a seven, Jamal. That's what I've a heard. Seven, yeah, a seven. They deserve a seven, maybe a six. The, the, but, my question well, about Loyola, Jamal, is that were the nun retired because she was so old? Is she going to be going with them or not? She's a hundred. <laughs> by the way, Chris, she's a hundred and one. Yes, yeah, and she, uh, oh. so, I don't, maybe she can't I go just, because of COVID protocols. However, you know? maybe. I just, what, what, what would be a shame in this state is if the powers that be in EC2A forced Illinois to go up against Loyola in the second round, and they have Illinois as a one seed. Well, the interesting and in you bring up an interesting point. Not so much that Jamal, but you used to have things where they had things they wanted to get fans. You can have anybody play anybody. Now I know within the conferences they're not going to do that, but you know you, you're not going to play those guys till maybe the final eight or you know the, uh, maybe sixteen if you have to. If it's a Big Ten and you just end up with the, too many teams, but they'll try to spread them out. But they won't do it the same way. So you're going to actually probably see, within reason, teams from the East in the East, teams from the Midwest in the Midwest, you know, teams from the South and South, you know, whatever, just so it makes sense to fans. Uh, there's always fewer teams in the West, so you can't quite do it that way. But you're not going to have these pod things where it's saying, okay, the first uh, these games are from the East region, and these games are feeding uh, Salt Lake City, and uh, these are in Boston, and they're going to Salt Lake City. Oh, what? And they're in what region? What am I, what am I doing here? Yeah, because they're all you in see, and, I, and I agree with you in one respect, Jamal. When you say you don't want to see Loyola play, Play Illinois. If Drake gets in, I certainly don't want Drake to have to play Iowa. Well, yeah. I mean, I, but I would like to see Illinois and uh, Loyola as far off as possible, so they wouldn't be colliding in the second round. Maybe yeah, if we separate fine. Well, put, put them in, yeah, put them in the different brackets. You know, one, you know, put the, like uh, one seven, Loyola like, seven and uh, Illinois one or something. You know, that kind well, of thing. Well, yeah, if Illinois ends region. up a two for some reason, they can end up a two in a different bracket, and they don't have to meet because, like I said, Iowa, Michigan, Illinois, two of those three, if they do anything, are going to end up as one seed. And, 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 yeah. and we know, and well, we know that, know, and we know that Iowa, and we know Sean that Iowa and Michigan both have double buys. That is going to be very helpful. Yeah, they right. have double buys. Gonzaga, Baylor have your other two one seeds, and then so it's going to be two of these other three to take your other yeah. your other one seeds. But you'll see right. different lineups. You won't see this thing where okay, we're going to we have um, oh I don't know you know okay there's a there's a region in Boston, so we're going to make sure that wait, we're not going to put one of the real local teams, but uh, UConn's far enough away. Okay, we'll have UConn go and play in this West region, which Boston is feeding part of because. You know, it, it got crazy. You're like, oh wait, they're playing Boston, and they're playing somebody from. I don't the even East know if they're going to call them the geographical. West. I don't even know if they're going to call them geographical regions this year because they're all in Indiana. But they're they'll probably just say they these are, these games are going to be played in yeah, Butler's, like region one, wherever region two, they're going to be played. Group one. Yeah, and they're going to be actually able to see them actually one through sixty-eight and match them up in that way. Is what right I'm because, hearing. because they don't have the rules where they're looking for fans. They don't want you know half fill full yeah. arenas because they're only going to get whatever they're going to get twenty percent like or whatever. But I, but I think I what you that, said a little while ago, Chris, is very correct. You're going to see a lot more subjectiveness even now than you normally do. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, because they're already talking. Well, it could be interesting. There's Texas. They're projecting Texas to be a three seed, and then you have a six eleven matchup of Tennessee and Virginia Commonwealth. This is Joe Lenardi, and of course, then you'd have the Texas against his former coach Rick Barnes, or Texas against uh, the place where Shaka came from, VCU. Right. Now, when that one, yeah. Now, oh, they like to do things like that, and they they always would like to. And almost if Georgia State had won the Sun Belt. They were saying it would have been Texas playing Georgia State, and Georgia State's head coach was a former Texas assistant under Rick Barnes. So you would have had Texas and a former assistant, then the winner coming out playing uh, Texas's former coach against Shaka's former employer. So you would have had one of those. Yeah, no, I don't think they're going to Joe call Lenardi them the Butler, the Butler region, and the no. I think they'll do the traditional names of the regions, but and but I think you'll see more of the teams that sound like they should be from the Midwest, be in the Midwest region, that kind of thing. I think that's what they'll try to do. Yes, just so and we'll, and we'll update all that. We'll update all that on Sunday night. I mean, one of the things yeah, people we'll talk it. about people talk about the NFL uh, playoff uh, tiebreakers. But one of the things, the, the you know, the, the the cool thing that people have to sit there and do every year. Okay, Georgetown is playing, uh, you know, so and so Miami, but they're the winner goes to Salt Lake City. Okay, <laughs> you know, it just yeah. doesn't make sense, and and they're mm-hmm. playing in Boston, you know, so that kind of thing won't be happening this year, you know. Okay, so are we ready for the NBA? the NBA? Yeah, okay. Let's do the N- now, uh, this is uh, the, the reason we, we're going to plug these phone uh, things again that we uh, talk about, that Sean, you can bring them up again at the end, because we have no NBA schedule now. The first half is over. We don't have it in Braille. Sean wasn't able to get it. He will try to get them as he goes along starting tomorrow for the, a few days at a time, three or four days he can usually get. And he will put them up. So if you want an NBA schedule and you don't have access to one, because you can, yeah, you can sit there and ask about your team. But, you know, now the other thing, of course, is to remember Monday through Friday, you can listen on Sirius XM and they will run those down. But Saturday and Sunday, you have to listen in piecemeal because they break up the day into four sections and it's a big pain in the neck. So to get NBA schedules is not going to be that easy. So um, those phone systems could come in handy for you if you want to start following the second half. Okay. That's right. In the East, Philadelphia, 24 and 12, number one. Brooklyn, 24 and 13. Milwaukee, 22 and 14. Then we start with the big log jam. Celtics are fourth now at 19 and 17. <laughs> Knicks, 19 and 18. Miami, 18 and 18. Then we start with our play-in teams. Charlotte, 17 and 18. Toronto, 17 and 19. Chicago, 16 and 18. And Indiana, 16 and 19. Then we go to the ones that would not be uh, in the play-ins anymore. Atlanta, 16 and 20. Washington, 14 and 20. Cleveland, 14 and 22. Orlando, 13 and 23. And Detroit, 10 and 26. So there you go. So you have the, the top three in the East, and then you have a bit of a break. Then the big log jam, four through 10. And, uh, you know, they would all theoretically uh, make a spot, but it's going to change. They're very close. You know, they're all within, well, what is it? Four is the Celtics, 19 and 17. Who did I say was 10? Uh, Indiana, right? 16 right. and 19. Yeah. So they're all within two and a half games, I think, for those. Uh, yeah, two and a half games for those spots. So, but then the 11's only like another half game back. Right? Uh, Atlanta is Yes, yeah. they are, 16 and yeah. 20. Yep, that's right. The, the little drop to Washington. Washington's not far out either. So, yeah. yep, it's, it's a whole big mishmash. So we'll see what happens. But, uh, you know, when they start up tomorrow, there'll be some games tomorrow and, and uh, so so forth. So, stay, you know, go, go to your serious XM. No, there's some games tomorrow, as John okay. said there were. So I think there are. I think there are some games tomorrow. I know the game's uh, Thursday. I, I, I know the Celtics are playing yeah. Thursday. So I don't know. Okay, in the West we have Utah at twenty-seven and nine, best record in the league. Phoenix is now up to second place mm-hmm. at twenty-four and eleven. Lakers at twenty-four and thirteen. The Clippers are at twenty-four and fourteen. Then we have uh, 
Portland at 21 and 14, Denver 21 and 15, San Antonio 18 and 14. Then we have Dallas 18 and 16, Golden State 19 and 18, Memphis 16 and 16. Then we drop off to New Orleans at 15 and 21. And they're the 11th seed. So the 10, I'm not saying yeah. it's settled, but the 10 are kind of in there in the West. Yeah. New Orleans 15 and 21, Oklahoma City 15 and 21, Sacramento 14 and 22, Houston 11 and 23, Minnesota 729. So just to quickly run it down again, Utah top, Phoenix 2, Lakers 3, Clippers 4, Portland 5, Denver 6. The play-ins are San Antonio 7, Dallas 8, Golden State 9, Memphis 10. But they now, you know, because it's a shorter season, it's not super short, but it's, you know, when you get a three-game lead this time of year, it's a lot more than it usually is. So, well, not this time, but I mean within the percentage of the season because there's just fewer games in the whole thing. So there is a gap there. So we'll see how that all works out. And we still don't have a – they were kind of talking weird about the play-in thing, and I'm not exactly sure how it works, whether they whether they do a full-round robin or like the 9 and 10 meet, and then this – I don't know exactly. Yeah, I don't uh, have an answer no. quite on that yet. Yeah, because we'll find out. He did say last week, though, that the date so that's going to be May 18th to the 21st. Okay, yeah. so they're not going to do a full round robin then, it doesn't mm. sound like. So no. I no. think the and seven probably gets a bye, and nine and ten maybe have to meet, and then maybe, I don't know. Don't, I, I, I can't get <laughs> I don't know how they're going. I don't know how they're going to do that, but then I would do their Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid missed the All-Star game. They missed the All-Star game, but they did not test positive. They came in contact with the barber. Remember that happened with the Chiefs yeah. Super Bowl week? They came in contact <laughs> yeah. with the barber. Yeah. They yeah. with the Chiefs, and they did. They, they did, and, of course, the team LeBron won 170 to 150. So, yeah. Yeah, wonder, wonderful course, defense, guys. Yeah. And, yeah, the, well. and the, rating, the ratings came out today. The ratings were terrible. Were they? Okay. And, yeah, but remember, they were going head-to-head against Harry and Megan. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. 17 million and, people. And you know, and you know what? Highest. I watched neither. <laughs> 17. Okay. That was the highest-rated non-sports event oh, this yeah. year. Uh the okay. Harry and Megan thing, but yeah, we didn't. No, but but yeah, I I turned it on for a little bit of the All Star game, but I was watching Ollie Frazier. Yeah, Ollie Frazier went down. Yeah, okay. So won the three point contest. Yep. So, yep. So, so Blake Griffin signed uh, with the Brooklyn Nets for five point nine million dollars. I guess that's just for half the year. Is that that's for that half. Is? That's yeah. for half the year. <laughs> okay, and uh, so now, and Andre Drummond is going to uh, be bought out or, or traded or something, and the uh, odds are that he's going to go to the Lakers. Is what they're yeah. Saying. That that is what I'm hearing. But the, the Nets are also in play for him. But remember, the NBA trading deadline is the 25th. At 4 p.m. Yes. Eastern, so we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, on All that right. Day. So I guess any anything else on the NBA? I think no. that's about it. Nope. Okay. Now it. I think the whole database for the for that. Remember, I was talking about the weird problems I was getting. There's a lot of people with a lot more points in the NHL database than they had last week. I think there were some issues with the NHL. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what these things. Well, they had really good day. weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, <laughs> and I and I actually do realize that they are loading up the schedule for the second half because they have games to make up. And I understand yes. that. But yeah. some of these point totals really changed a lot when I was. I don't have it now, but when I was looking at the thing that I used last week and moved it. Yeah. But this all makes sense. So I think I think we're good to go with these standings and Okay. So in the East, we have the Islanders at 34 points. They've they've taken over right now. 
Well, Washington. Barry Trotz is one of the best coaches in hockey, and That's right. Washington, Washington is going to rue the day if they ever let him go. Well, they're, they're hanging out, ruing in second place with 32. Yeah. Uh, we have the Bruins at 29, Pittsburgh 29, Philadelphia 27, the Rangers at 23, New Jersey at 18, and Buffalo at 15. So the playoff teams right at the moment would be the Islanders 1, Washington 2, Bruins 3, Pittsburgh 4, but Philadelphia is only two points behind the five. And what I'm saying in that division, it looks to me like one really good, you know, and, and again, yes. a, a drop, but the Rangers, you know, you would think the Rangers, they Rangers maybe, but yeah, Buffalo and New Jersey, no, but it looks like Rick, uh, one good team is going to have to not yep. go. Cause, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. In the North, in the Canadian division, Toronto, 38 points, best record in the league by far. Oh yeah. Edmonton, not even close. Now, they, have they figured out how to play defense or just scoring a bunch of goals? Uh, who, Toronto or Toronto? Toronto. Uh, no, uh, it, yeah, Toronto is just scoring like crazy. So Because that's been the downfall that they've had. When they get to the playoffs, they haven't won any playoff series because they, the Bruins, they keep playing the Bruins, and the Bruins have shut them. They won't be right in the first round this year, but you know they won't win the playoff series because they get shut down. You know They're too offensive and not enough defense, so we'll see. Yeah, I know. So Toronto 38, Edmonton 32, Winnipeg 31, Montreal 29. This coaching change has not done them a whole lot of good. By the the way, the one with the Hawks has. They've won a couple in a row since Nate McMillan came in. Vancouver 26, Calgary 25, and Ottawa 19. So looking at the playoffs there, we have Toronto 1, Edmonton 2, Winnipeg 3, Let's see. Montreal's got 29, but they're only two ahead, uh, three ahead of Vancouver at 26, and Calgary with 25. The auto was out of it at 19. And, and Calgary has made a coaching change, which we'll cover in a minute. Yeah. Central Division. We have uh, the wild top of that is crazy. Tampa Bay with 36, Carolina 35, Florida 34. Then we drop down to the Blackhawks at 31. They're in fourth. Columbus 25, uh, Nashville 22, and Dallas 19. And Detroit 17. So it looks like the Central is kind of you got Tampa Bay, Carolina, Florida, and Chicago, and then a drop off uh, for Columbus. So uh, probably those are going to be your four playoff teams. Just looking at it right now, right. we'll yeah. see about that. Must be that. great to be a Detroit fan. This all the teams. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. Tigers might be a little better this year, but uh, you know it's not uh, not great. And in the West, we have the Vegas Golden Knights at 33, St. Louis 32, Minnesota 29, Colorado 28, Arizona 27. The Kings are at 26, Anaheim 22, and San Jose 21. So really, the only ones out of it in that division seem to be uh, Anaheim and San Jose. So Vegas 1, St. Louis 2, Minnesota 3, Colorado 4 at 28, and then Arizona at 27, and the Kings at 26. So that's a battle for that last playoff spot. Don't remind me. (laughs) We have the Tuesday schedule. Uh, 6 o'clock, we have the Rangers at Pittsburgh. Seven, a lot more early games. I wonder if that's going to become a thing when the fans, they don't have to worry about fans very much now. So maybe they no. won't, but they, they do. You've seen a lot of college basketball at five in the afternoon and stuff so that I don't think that's going to fly yeah. in the future. Seven no, o'clock, no. Tampa Bay at Columbus, New Jersey at Washington, uh, Nashville at Carolina. So the Bruins are at uh, the Islanders where they haven't won yet. The Islanders, they, they can't do anything with the Islanders so far. No. Which is why one of the reasons the Islanders are in first place. So I think this is the, finally, Rick, is their last game in the, in the Island. I think they've been there three right, times. On the Island, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got to play a bunch of them here. But, uh, yeah, do you so, know they haven't, they haven't played Buffalo yet this year? No, because they no. were supposed to when, they, yeah. when the COVID hit when the COVID, Buffalo. Yeah. When the COVID hit, yeah. Yep. Okay, so we have the Bruins at the Islanders, then uh, Philadelphia at Buffalo, 
and then Winnipeg at Toronto. So a lot of games at 7. 7.30, we have Tampa Bay at Detroit, and 8.30, Chicago at Dallas. So no late hockey. You can get your hockey in early. Uh, That's right. Uh, and well, the Pittsburgh-New York game and the uh, 8.30 game, those are the two games on NBC Sports. So Okay. Yeah. You know. So Jeff Ward was fired by Calgary, and Daryl Sutter is coming back to Calgary. He'd been, Calgary, he'd been their coach and general manager before, but and he's yeah. won two cups in the with the Kings, but I guess yeah. he's coming back. Uh, he's moved around. He he has uh, he's been coach of the Blackhawks, the Sharks, the Flames, the Kings, and now back with the Flames again. So how can anybody and, tell? There's so many Sutter brothers. I I don't even know which one's coach where. You know. Well, Dar- Daryl's been the only one that's really been a successful coach out of the family. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's uh, the one big story in hockey, but the other big story is the situation with uh, Tom Wilson of uh, Washington got suspended again for boarding Brandon Carlo, the def- defenseman for the Bruins, on Friday night. He got a seven-game suspension, and uh, he's had over, I guess that brings him up to almost 50 games suspended over the years, uh, something he, like yeah, that. Yeah, well, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, in a 105-game span, he's suspended four times the, the globe covered on Sunday, and he's been suspended at least for 40 games because I know his longest suspension, he got a 20-game suspension back in 2018, and he is by far the the most uh, suspendable hockey player currently playing in the NHL. They they really need to do something about somebody like him. You can't keep giving him you know slaps on the wrist. They got to come up uh, with a rule like they have in baseball for the steroids. You know, uh, like for baseball, for the steroids, you have 80 games, a full season, and then you're out. The NHL needs to come up with something similar for somebody like this. What he does, he's a, and you know, this is inexcusable because Tom Wilson is a very good hockey player. He scores goals, he plays a game, but for some reason, when he decides to lose his temper, uh, he just. He just goes out of control, and I don't know what the NHL can do because as long as Donald Fear is going to be the head of the Players Association, the NHL will not be able to get anything done. Something. Uh, what I would what I would think is if you have, and this would be a logical thing. It doesn't mean they're going to do it, and they're not going to reopen the contract for this or anything no. like this. But I would think if you have. Three, let's say three suspensions of more than five games. From then on, the next suspension's half a season. Next suspension, like the steroids, like you say, half a season, full season out. After yeah. you've had, if you had five or more games, and you know they can appeal these suspensions too. Although I guess he didn't even try to appeal. No, them. he did. He did not. Right. But you know, the was, other uh, thing that was inexcusable was there was nothing called on the ice. Right. Well, and by by the way, Rick, when the NHL released the suspension uh, details, they also criticized both referees for not oh, calling good. a five five minute yeah. boarding penalty. Uh, and of course, that'll go. I forget who the two referees were on Friday, but if they have hopes of working uh, the playoff games, I'm sure those two are going to not have that privilege because the NHL did say that a call should have been uh, given and the Bruins should have had at least a five-minute power play. So. Well, you know, I really like the way the NHL does that with the, how they explain, you know, he did this, he did that, and that's yeah. why we do it. You know, that's really good. Yeah. He yeah. gave him the business, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the thing is, there was a long, like, okay, there were fights, and I hadn't heard the first part of the game. I wasn't listening. So I turned it on in the third period. I had it on in the background. I wasn't paying attention. Bruins are killing them. And then there's this big fight, and I didn't know why. Of course, I found out after the game what had happened. I heard the post game. But there's, there was a fight that was like the longest fight. I can't remember who fought, but they fought for almost a minute. They were really well, close, um, you know, I, I, a good old-fashioned fight. 
I read the score, um, the thing that they put in the Globe on Saturday. The, the box the, score, the, yeah. The, the box score. And Tom Wilson was involved in two fights. So I'm thinking the the fight you heard was involving Tom Wilson, and I forget who the Bruins it was, player yeah. was. It, the Bruins, oh, yeah. And I can't think of his name, but the Bruins player was the defenseman they just picked up wave, off waivers a couple of days. Well, How to get uh, yeah. in good with your teammates, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But no, that was no that, and that was brought me back to old fashioned hockey. I'm like, whoa! And then I realized why it happened, and that's what used to happen in those days. You know, you'd have something like that. Somebody go after Bobby Orr, and then you'd have, you know, the the next time he he was on the ice, they, you know, you'd have uh, Teddy Green or Pie McKenzie or somebody go after him. You know, whatever. Yeah. whoever. The, you know, and like we said before, it's even more this year with the back to back games and, and the yeah, well, and, and one and one of the yeah. one of the reasons why they picked him up, Rick, is because with Sedano Chara leaving and going to Washington. And they, they know the Bruins no longer had any intimidators. Yeah. Well, this guy they picked up from Nashville, he's like six six, about two thirty, yeah, right. two forty. So yeah. uh, that's why uh, that that's why he he did that on Friday night. That's mm-hmm. what he's there for. Okay, so we might be just about ready for the poll question. Any phone calls, uh, Perry? We do not Perry? have any. <clears throat> okay. No, we do not uh, okay. Have no, any. he's eating. Uh, he's got his subway stuff. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's expected, he, he figured it's hockey in the NHL. He's not going to be talking about it. So he did. <laughs> you never right, know. Well, okay. Poll question. Poll question. We're going to let you call in if you want to down, uh, download the Zoom app. Or call in six four six eight seven six ninety nine twenty three and then two eight seven seven two three. 4,600 hits pound key twice. Star nine, raise your hand to get involved. Poll question. All your teams or individual sports, you know, athletes or whoever, you're, you're from teams that you follow or individuals in an individual sports, you're Mount Rushmore. You're four. You're big four. Because remember, Mount Rushmore has four presidents. So you're, so you're four. Let's go ahead and start it off with you, Chris. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to fudge it because there's no way around this. I just got to <laughs> do it. I think Rick knows what I'm going to do here. Because and because in the old day, I'll tell you what I would have done 20 years ago, and it would have been different. But uh, you know, I, I you know I follow the Red Sox, the Patriots, the Bruins, and the Celtics. So what what am I going to do? Well, obviously the Red Sox. I can remember him playing because I he I started following in late '57. So Ted Williams, he'd have to be you know my guy because uh, you know I do remember him playing the Patriots. Tom Brady. Well, why not the greatest of all time? Now 20 years ago. I would have been hard pressed to put anybody from the Patriots in a list like this because uh-huh. they didn't oh, have, yeah. they had some really good players, really good players, but there was nobody on that level, you know. In in and let me specify, okay. let me specify, you don't have you don't have to put people in from all your teams if no, because I got no, I got I'm just specific, not for you yeah. but for other yeah. people that right. may be wondering. Yeah, just all right. But, but anyway, and I'll put when I get done with this, I'll put my Mount Rushmore up against anybody else's Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so okay, so we got we got uh, Ted Williams, we got Tom Brady, not bad. Okay, hockey, Bobby Orr, no no question about it. You know that uh, boy, the poor guy, if he hadn't had the knee injury uh, and stuff, he and as I say all the time, he and Mickey Mantle and, uh, you know, um, Joe Namath, uh, they would have been even better than they were. And we think of them as great. But, you know, but I've got to do two Celtics. There is no way you can choose between Bill Russell and Larry Bird. It can't be done. You, you, you've got a guy who won 11 championships out of 13 years. Yeah, it was a little easier to do. But he revolutionized the game. He did block shots like people don't even know. He blocked them two teammates. He didn't just knock it in the stands. Oh, I blocked the shot and knocked it out of bounds. Oh, big deal. He'd, he'd start a fast break by knocking it so, to somebody else who'd head down the floor with it. Yeah, you not know? only, so not only to saying, somebody else, but, but he would knock it up in the air and catch it himself. Yeah. He did so that what too. you're saying, Chris, what you're saying, Chris, is 
Tom Brady getting good and getting the Patriots good messed up your Mount Rushmore. I <laughs> would have had. I would have not had a because in looking at that level of stardom with Bird and Russell and and uh, you know Bobby Orr and Ted Williams, you, you you couldn't put a Patriot on that. Oh. Very good players on the Patriots, but you couldn't put anybody. But I mean, great no, Brady right there level. with all those. No, but mm-hmm. but the thing is, but and then Larry Bird because Larry Bird, you know, really solidified the Celtics. Now now we had a problem here in Boston, and you know, some people say, oh, of course. Boston. But no, this isn't it, 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 the thing is when Bill Russell was it, they they would finally sell out of the playoffs, but they'd draw about six, eight thousand. If the Lakers came in, they they have Chamberlain, they'd have a big crowd, but they'd only draw six or eight thousand because and I don't know whether it was because Russell then predominantly the team was black, first black starting lineup in nineteen sixty five. I don't know. But either way, Havlicek and Cowan started it in the 70s, and the Celtics started to get going. But it was Bird that really put them over the top, and the whole NBA. He and Magic, of course, were the whole NBA, which maybe someday we can talk about that logo. But there was somebody brought up an idea of if you're going to change the logo, and they really don't want to necessarily, but if you're going to maybe have have Bird and Magic. You know, as, yeah. as together. I, I hope they don't. I hope they leave it alone. No, I, I don't think they are. But, but right, so well, those sure. are my. So again, Ted Williams, Bobby Orr, Tom Brady, and Bird and Russell. Go, go after that, you Mount Rushmore folks. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead, Rick. Okay, first I have I have a question for Sean. You great pole grand pooh by here. Are we doing um, players from our teams that were the best, or just the ones that we really liked? One that you like, okay. one that you like, you can say you can do it the best, or or players that you were just totally really fans of. It's how you. It's your Mount. It's your Mount Rushmore. It's your okay, Mount then, Rushmore. Okay, the for players I like. Well, of course, Frank Tarkening is going to be there. Right. And then Bobby Orr is a no-brainer. Um, I'm going to go with Larry Bird and. Now, again, he's nowhere near the best player I ever saw in baseball, but my favorite, Tony Canigliaro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we talked about him the other day. Yeah. That's right. Perry? Well, I mean, in basketball, I think it's a foregone conclusion with the Bulls. You know who it is. It's Jordan. There's no way around that. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. He's the best. He, I think, maybe a little bit biased, but I think he's the best player ever. If not, he's one of the top one or two. Um, he's one or one A, yeah, he is. With the Cubs, boy, there's a lot of them you could put on there. But um, I know a lot of the, you know, Ernie Banks, Mr. Cub, and all those guys from the 60s. But from my era, it's Ryan Sandberg. He was the greatest. Andre Dawson would be right up there. Um, For the Rams, um, in the heyday, I was a huge, obviously a huge Kurt Warner fan. Um, Probably not the greatest player ever, but one of my favorites. And uh, of great with, in the broadcast booth, by the way. Great too. in the broadcast yeah, booth. That's right. And with hockey, yeah. I'm probably not informed enough to tell you. So okay, we'll, we'll go with those three. About Rushmore, you but you don't have to have a hockey. But yeah. why, no, why you don't, don't have to have a hockey? No, you. What you if you have? Okay, games. one of the things you could do is you could take one of your Iowa uh, college players. If yeah. you think they're good enough or, or your favorite or whatever. Or you can take another cub or, or, or another Well, cup. I did give you two, I did give you two cubs, Sandberg and you Andre Dawson. Two. Oh, okay. okay. And, so you and, and yeah, you got, you got a pretty good bump. Yeah, All right. Good. Okay. That's Rodney. Uh, well, as soon as I heard this question, uh, to me it's a no-brainer. I'm going with an individual sport, and I'm going to honor boxing from the uh, 80s. Uh, Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hitman Hearns. 
Okay. There you go. That's yeah. Not, and they, and what I mean that made, there was a, that was the first non heavyweight division that well uh, because that because re- those four guys in the eighties basically dominated the sport of boxing until yeah. Mike Tyson came along. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and they they took away because before it was always the heavyweights, but they yeah. brought attention to the lower cut to the lower. Division, so not a bad. That's why that's why they call, that's why they were they're referred to to this day as the four kings of boxing because they mm-hmm. were. Yep. So yeah. all that's right. my list. Gonna, all right, well, I, and if those of you that are wondering, Bill, I know is he's got family there, so he's monitoring, mm-hmm. but he may not that's he right. may not be available to chime in. So we'll go ahead and we will go to my list. I'm going to start off with. Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Okay. Well, of course. And that I'm going to go. And Earl Campbell, because I really didn't see him as a Longhorn, but I have, but I saw him more as an Oiler, because, you know, I wasn't old enough to remember him as a Longhorn, but I know what he's done in the community. I've seen how it's so, you know, he, he kind of has a connection with a couple teams. And I'm going to go with one that's going to surprise you, a guy that I loved a lot, Arnold Palmer. Okay. Hmm. Arnold Palmer's my other one. So, okay. okay. That's, that's funny because like he really hadn't didn't win that much when you were around. I mean, you heard a lot about him. I mean, Jack Nicholas was more when you were right. a kid, you know. Yeah, than Jack Arnold, was but. more when I. But Arnold, but Arnold was still popular, and he still had Arnie's Army. And oh yeah, he was just yeah. And he he was good with the kids, and now that, that was a time like I said in the eighties when you had a lot of individual sport players. You had your John McEnroe, where people watched just to see what kind of antics he was going to do, or Arnold with with the army following him or, you know, you had Larry Holmes dominating the heavyweights. You had the big four in box in the lower class in boxing. You had a, you really had a big focus on those individual sports when I was a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, we do have two hands. So Jamal, <laughs> okay. let's, if you want to unmute, you're up. And then Pierre, if you want to start unmuting, you'll be after Jamal. Hello. Hey. I'm back Hello. And I got my, here's my Mount Rushmore athlete. First of all, baseball, Frank Thomas. Okay. Uh, NFL, Walter Payton. Right. Of course. Chicago Blues. Yeah. NBA, of course, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Yep. Okay. And as for the fourth, fourth, fourth one, you know, I I think about doing another baseball one. You can. It's a, you can. You can do that, Jamal. Uh, I'm tossed up between, even though I'm not a Cubs fan, Ryan Sandberg. Another part, another part of me also says Harold Baines of the White Sox because Baines was a hell of an outfielder before he hurt his knee and he had to be yeah. forced to be a designated hitter. Oh, yeah. 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 Sandberg, Sandberg, Jamal, he was certainly a better player than he was a manager, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, well, I would say so. Nice man. I actually met Sandberg in person years ago. At ESPN very, very nice. Very nice. They loved him here in Des Moines when he managed here. Yeah. So, and by the way, while while you're here, Jamal, and we were talking about the Blackhawks last week, and we we didn't answer this question, but I did find out. I asked Miss A, and I was right. It was Jeremy Roenick. He's the he was their third uh, goal scorer. Would have been over 400 because he had 513 goals. She wouldn't give me Bobby Hull because maybe because it was in Bobby both Hall leagues. had 610 in the NH, uh, in a, NHL, but 604, I guess, with the Blackhawks. But I don't know who the third. Uh, I don't know Dan how many. Mikita. Dan Makita. Yeah. Remember yeah. we said that. Yeah. So you, uh, it was Ronick, Makita, and Bobby Hall. Okay. Yeah. And then Patrick Kane, of course, uh, uh, joined that list last week. Right. That's also why we another, brought it up. Yeah. Uh, also another Blackhawk note while, while Jamal is here. 
Brent Seabrook announced his retirement uh, this week. And come to find out, he's going to have to have a hip replacement. That's that's why he had to retire because he's got a bad hip, and it, it would not allow him to to play without being in pain. So, okay. uh, and he, and he'll be well, paid by by the Blackhawks until 2023 because well, his injury occurred on the ice. So he's got and he'll. He'll be a part of their salary cap until at least 2023. Well, Pierre is here, and he is ready to go. Okay. Jamal, Jamal, did you have something else you were going to say? I hit the the button. Yes, 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 I did. Go ahead, Jamal. Okay. I I would probably put, like I said, Harold Baines as honorable mention on my uh, Mount Rushmore. Also, another honorable mention would be Lee Arthur Smith. Okay. You know, he was here. He was here. He he did okay here, but he never quite captured the the fans' imagination. As a matter of uh, fact, he, he was traded. Much, he, he was much better in the National League. Chris. He was. I mean, you know, I remember the first day they got him. Oh boy, we're going to win the division. They did it. <laughs> win the division in '88, and they're playing the Tigers, and they're leading the game, and he gives up a home run, and the game got tied. And I think they end up winning the game, maybe. But the opening day. Well, everybody always uh, we we can do it on April second when we're on uh, on or the, April, the we always get all excited about opening day. You know, yeah. that's what we all look at. And then, yeah. I remember that. And then, of course, you had the situation where they traded uh, and, and they wanted to trade. They had to trade Lee Smith for Bernanski, who was a pretty good player, because they had him and Jeff Reardon. They signed Jeff Reardon, <laughs> but they hadn't even gotten rid of Lee Smith yet. So uh, that was kind of yeah. crazy. Anyway, go ahead, Pierre. Well, I watch <clears throat> I watch different sports than you guys, so. I'm gonna come up with some weird ones. Well, I was gonna put I was gonna put Shaquille O'Neal on there, but it would take too big a mountain. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, my first one would be Dale Earnhardt. Okay. Of course. Sure. Oh, yeah. Because because he made NASCAR what it is today when they went first went to ESPN and That's he was right. the intimidator. And mm-hmm. then my second one would be in drag racing would be John Force with 16, absolutely yeah sixteen yeah. championships. My next yeah. one would be Secretariat. Okay, and, yeah. Ooh. And then my third one, my fourth one would be Vince Scully. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. How about okay? Just to go back, how about Pete Maravich as an yeah, LSU Pete player? Maravich, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, LSU had a lot of good players, you know. I mean, uh, on the old Packers, there was Jim Taylor and yep, yep, and all, and of course Joe Burrow from you know yep, yeah, and he had Archie with the Saints. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, okay. Well, that's that's good. That's it. That's yeah. different. That's a good. Okay. Uh, that's good. That's a good one. I like that. And like I said, it's your Mount Rushmore. It's your, no, it's your it's, whoever. That's why. Well, that's you know, one thing we, into, we, we can do another time is your favorite player. You know, I mean, sometimes they can be the same, but sometimes yeah. we, or maybe under it, people that people haven't heard of. Like I know the, and Rick can mention it when we come around to it. I know one of Rick's favorite players of the 70s was Rick Miller for the Red yes. Sox, yeah. you know. Because he just always like a best center fielder for the Reds. You know, and, and that really good center fielder came Jerry, in. Jerry, if you want innings. to start unmuting, go ahead. Yeah. Well, oh, I would yeah, get you. Yeah. I would. Yeah. yeah. What, Pierre? I thought I heard Pierre again. I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to say something else. Okay. All right. Jerry coming? Go ahead, Jerry. Okay, I'm go ahead, here. Jerry. All right. Go, Jerry, go ahead. Here we go. Okay. 
Some of these are old names, but uh, I want to. Well, I'm I'm as old as you are, Jerry. Y'all are old, so y'all are old, so I admired her for many reasons. Football, Bart Starr. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Hockey, little tie between Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby. Okay. That's yeah. Uh-huh. Not a lot for the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, baseball. Willie Stargell, Stargell yep. mm-hmm. and Dave Parker. Yeah. Okay. okay. Willie Stargell and, and who, Jerry? Dave Parker. Dave Parker. Dave Parker. Yeah. Okay, Dave Parker. Okay. 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 Cobra. Okay. The Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and probably is one of the greatest broadcasters of all time. The Gunner, Bob Prince. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. He was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. There Any you go. Schedules? Any schedules yet, Jerry? Um, not yet. Nope. Okay, keep us posted. <laughs> I'll just make them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jerry is All our right. schedule man, so yeah. Well, at least know we when always... things are coming. Okay, yep. so we we got any more calls? We're good. Yeah. Okay, so we'll get going on the deaths here. Wait a minute, Pierre, Pierre's head is wait, raised. Wait, go ahead, wait, Pierre. Teresa wants to give hers. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh we always want to hear Teresa's. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello. Uh, Teresa. Hey. hey. Uh, well, let's see. I will say uh, Bob Gibson. Uh-huh. Okay. Don Drysdale. Uh-huh. Um, uh, let's see. I had four. Oh, Tom Siever. Yeah. Okay. There's a theme and, here. And um, Maury Wills. Okay. I'll say Maury now, Wills. I know you weren't always a Mets fan, Teresa. So before, were you? Uh, did you root for some of these teams or what? Uh, yeah, I, well, kind of rooted for the Dodgers. I mean, I sort of <coughs> began uh, my baseball fandom with Vince Scully and the Los Angeles Dodgers and Kurt uh-huh. Gowdy and different people like that, you know. Uh-huh. Now, 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 Teresa, how did you become a Mets fan? Oh, just about uh, over the years. Uh, I think Bo Jane uh, wouldn't leave, let up on her, and she made her be a Mets. Yeah, I think Bo Jane no. is responsible for that. <laughs> did now, uh, now, Teresa, since we're we're talking to you, did uh, did Pierre try to twist your arm and say, "Hey, you know that team on the north side of Chicago? We need more fans." Did he try that? <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's good. He knew better. If I were to pick one, I would pick Ernie Banks for one. I would. Pick oh yeah. Banks, oh yeah. Great player. One. Yep. Yeah. And, right. Okay. Cool. Well, yeah. Be uh, whenever you have some, especially when we get going with the season and everything, because that National League East is going to be crazy. So. Oh yeah. It is. And, and now for the, for the ability, really, that's what I was going by. Yep. Uh huh. No, that's fine, Teresa. Yeah. That's cool. All right. And we and any other female callers? Uh, yeah, and, and for call that, at any time. yeah, for for those that listen on our phone system, see, we do allow females to call in anytime <laughs> they want. <laughs> right. There was a question that came up about that. Yeah. And we do allow it. Yes. Okay. So, so are we ready to uh, do the deaths here? Yes, we are. <laughs> okay. To the deaths. We will start with Joe Altabelli, 88 years old. He won the uh, World Series with the Orioles in 1983 as their manager. Uh, he died of natural causes. He played for the Cleveland Indians in 55 and 56 and Minnesota in 61. And he, uh, he, he was a first baseman and left fielder. He had 166 hits. He had 210 in his uh, career. 54, uh, uh, let's see, what's this here? 54, 
uh, well, 28. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. He played 166 games. That's the deal. Hit 210, 54 hits, five homers, 28 RBIs. That's the story. Manager of the Rochester. He, he you'll see his involvement with Rochester. Rochester Red Wings, which is an Orioles farm team from 66 to 76. San Francisco. Then he was a coach for the Giants. 70. No, no. Then he managed the Giants, 77 through 79. Then the Yankees uh, uh, and Columbus. He managed them in 1984. The Yankees. Then a coach for the Yankees in 81 and 82 under uh, Gene Michael, uh, uh, Jim Lemon, and Clyde King. Then he went to the Orioles in 83. That was after Earl Weaver retired, and uh, he went to the Orioles from 83 through 85 as manager. He was fired on. In May of 85, and Earl Weaver came back. And then he went back to coaching again with the Yankees in 86 through 87. Uh, the Cubs, 88 through 91 under Don Zimmer. Then uh, back to Rochester in 91 as the GM, 91 through 94. Then assistant president and from uh, the uh, Red Wings, 95 through 97. And then the color for the Rochester home games from 98 through 09. And uh, so that was his baseball career. Then we had Mo And, of course, Forte. Rochester now is a Minnesota twin. Well, they were up until this year a Minnesota Twins affiliate. Okay, we don't know who they're with this year, though, right? We don't know who they're with this year, but remember, for those who are the twins, did move to St. Paul. That's right. Okay, Mo Forte, 73 years old, the head of uh, North Carolina AT&T in football from 82 through 87, and Norfolk State from 99 to 02. And then, uh, and also Pine, Arkansas Pine Bluff from 04 through 07. His best record was in 86 with North Carolina A&T when he was nine and three. His coaching record was 61, 90 and one. He was the uh, quarterback, uh, the I guess the running backs coach, I think it was from Minnesota, University of Minnesota, 70 through 75. Wide receivers coach at Duke, 76 through 77. Wide receiver and tight end coach at Michigan State, uh, 78 through and 79. Wire receiver at Arizona State, 80 through and 81. Linebacker for the Denver Broncos, and this is after his uh, stint in college, 88 through 92. Wide receiver for Denver, 93 and 94. And then the running backs for Detroit, 95 and 96. So I bounced around a little bit. Then we move on to John Mendenhall, defensive tackle, 72 years old. Uh, he went to college at Grambling, and he was around three choice by the Giants at 72. Played for the Giants from 72 through 79, and then the Lions in 80. And then uh, he started 110 of 116 games. He had uh, one interception and six fumble recoveries. recoveries. And in 77, he had 12 sacks and four seven fumbles. So good year for a horrible team in 77. Yeah, I was going to say he was a very good player for some very bad defenses. Yes, and he died after a long illness. We have Larry Wall, 67 years old. And then he was the uh, Orange Bowl media guy and PR person, uh, but he did a lot of other things too. He he had uh, died of uh, myeloma and uh, which is blood cancer and VP of media and uh, communications and outreach since '07 for the Orange Bowl until uh, this year. And then he was an intern with the New Jer- uh, with uh, New Jersey, I think, for the uh, Devils. Uh, I'm not sure what team. I no, it wouldn't have been the Devils. Must have been the Nets. It's, uh, the Jets, I'm sorry. I, I wrote. I should have wrote it clearer. The Jets, 76 and 77. Then a media relations for the uh, Yankees, 77 through 81. Then the uh, press representative of the, uh, let's see, uh, the A ABC Sports 
from 81 through 84, he'd be the guy that would line up the interviews. If you wanted to talk to Keith Jackson, he'd go and get them for you. You know, director of marketing for a sports channel from, and sports channel was really big back then, 84 through 87. Assistant uh, AD at Miami from 87 through 98. And then broadcasting, he did the work with broadcasting, scheduling work and all that. And uh, director of corporate communications, 98 through 04 for the, uh, 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 for the, uh, Orange Bowl, I think, and non-sports. Uh, I'm not sure actually who this was. Uh, no, I'm not sure who that was. Was And then uh, worked with <laughs> – oh, that was at Miami. He was still working for them from uh, Communications 98 through 04 and, and uh, the non-sports issues from 05 through 07. And he had to work with a guy, <laughs> and this is what they made this big point about Sam Jankovic. I think he worked here about a month. And at which goofy owner hired him, Rick? Do you remember? Was it Orthwine or something? I hired think so, him to yeah. come in here, and everybody said, "Oh no, this guy is a weirdo." And he was. He was only here for a month. He was supposed to be some coordinator here in the early '90s when the Patriots were a laughing stock. Um, it was either Kayam or Orthwine brought him in. I don't remember which one, but uh, it was crazy. And uh, but this guy uh, had a long. Uh, and they said he got along. The thing that was pointed out was apparently he got along as well with the media as anybody, and also with all the people we had to work with, like the players and stuff. Walter Gretzky, Wayne, Wayne's father, 82 years old. He uh, he had Parkinson's and other issues. And he coached Wayne uh, since he was three years old in the backyard and helped many, many charities in his life. Didn't talk about his career. He didn't have any official capacity in hockey, but he no. got Wayne Gretzky going. And But he was apparently a really proud Canadian, as Wayne said on his uh, thing that he sent out. Mark Pavlik, center, uh, 63 years old, Minnesota Duluth from 76 through 79. Then in the 80 Olympic team, of course, as we talked about uh, earlier, uh, one of the two who have died from that team. Then he played for the Rangers from 81 through 86. The Minnesota North Stars, 12 games in 87. Then went to the Italian League from 87 through 89. And uh, two games for San Jose in 91. He had uh, 355 games, 137 goals, 192 assists for 329 points. 23 playoff games. He had seven goals and 17 assists for 24 points. And he had a five-goal game one time. And uh, and this was sad. And uh, August... 15th of 19, he was arrested for assault for a uh, guy that he'd gone fishing with after they got home. And then he was found incompetent to stand trial because of mental illness. And he was committed after that. And uh, they said he may have had CTE. That is That must be the concussion syndrome then, right? Yeah. Uh, they, uh, is, yes. fact, his, his family <clears throat> has donated his brain to the people in Boston who are... Yes, about BU. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and uh, so that was it uh, for him. And uh, the other person to die on, from that team was uh, Bob Sutter. Uh, Sutter. Sutter, okay. Suter. Okay, then we have Chris Schultz, 61. He was born in Burlington, Ontario. He uh, was in the Arizona football in the 80s, you know, for University of Arizona. Then Dallas, five games in 83. Then 84, he hurt his knee and out for the year. And then Dallas again in 85. Then he went to the Toronto Argonauts from 86 through 94. In 87 and 88, he was an all-star in the Canadian Football League. They, he won the Grey Cup in 91 in the CFL. And then, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, and then he was an analyst for the uh, Canadian Football League from 98 through oh, for 18. And he hosted a show on 1050 uh, TSN in Toronto. And he had a heart attack. And uh, let's see. Um, 
I guess that's basically it on him. Yes, that's right. That's my Chinese food order, so we don't need to hear that. <laughs> okay. I forgot I wrote that down at the bottom of that page. It uh, was good. All right. All right. All right. It was, oh, hey. it was good. Rayel Cormier, and it was. It's an excellent place. Yes. Rayel Cormier, 53 years old, pancreatic cancer. And he had, uh, and he was from New Brunswick. And he debuted on 8-15-91 and ended his career at 4 he pitched for the Cardinals from 91 through 80, 94, for the Red Sox in 95, helped them to the division title. Montreal, 96 through and 97. And the Celtics, uh, Red Sox again, 99 and 2000. And he was out. He had the injuries. He was out for a while. He had an elbow injury and then a shoulder injury. So that's why he was out there for a couple of years. Uh, Phillies from 01 through 06. Cincinnati, 06 and 07. Starter from 91 through 97, and then as I said, he only pitched one and a third innings in 97 because the elbow injury, and then trying to come back in 98, he hurt his shoulder, uh, and then he came back as a reliever with the Red Sox. His uh, career record was 71 and 64, 4.03 ERA, uh, 760 strikeouts, and he died, uh, let's see, in uh, – I don't think we have what he died of here. He no, was a, I don't think we do. Uh, Canadian uh, Pan Am team in 87, and then in 88 on the Canadian Olympic team in Seoul, and 08, the Canadian Olympic baseball team in uh, Beijing. And he was known as Frenchie. That was his nickname. And he, uh, he became a U.S. citizen 9-22-04, but he still uh, had his roots in Canada and played on their teams. Didn't so you say, Chris, is, at the yeah. top of that, didn't you say at the top of that, Chris, it was pancreatic cancer? Oh, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Just, uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. I got confused because I wrote can, C-A-N, and I was it was about Canada, not cancer. So You're talking about Chinese food. Yeah. Yeah, no Chinese food on that team. <laughs> okay. okay. No, no Chinese food. <laughs> well, Sean, wrap right. it up. Oh, well, uh, one, well, one okay. other thing before we wrap it up, because we keep forgetting to cover these things. Um uh, about a month ago, the Lock On Podcast Network was sold, so David Locke made a killing. I never did find out the price, but the people that run Tegna is now taking that over. Oh. And also, uh, if you are if you're a Dish subscriber and you're a sports fan, all of your regional sports channels are pretty much going away. Um, there was another article this week about uh, more sports channels in the Bay Area going away and Washington D.C. So for those of you that subscribe to Dish and you're you're a sports fanatic and you want your sports channels, you may have to if you want to follow your re, your teams locally, you may have to switch services because Dish has made it very clear that they're getting out of the sports business. So I don't just, think uh, we covered that one, but we did cover the locked on one about a month ago. Okay, well yeah, we I wanted to I wanted to make sure that both things are mentioned because uh, whenever media things come up, we forget to stick them in sometimes. So go ahead, Sean, and wrap her up. All right. Thanks a lot. Well, I want to remind everybody, if you or anybody you want to want to listen to this podcast, they can download it at legendoldies.com. They can also type in Sports Lounge Live in their podcatcher. As soon as it's posted, it is delivered right to them and their device or computer or whatever, phone, whatever. Or they can tell your Lady A or whoever to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast, or go to 773-572-3006, option number nine, and listen over there. And next week we'll be back. We will have the field of 68, and we'll be closer to uh, the 
Well, we'll be closer to baseball season. We'll be in the uh, courting period, right? The day before yeah. they can sign with free.